This program is a collaboration of personal opinions and individual free thought. It does not represent the views or narrative of the mainstream corporate media hacks. Viewer discretion is advised. And here we go. From the bell tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast. All right, everybody. Happy Memorial Day. Welcome to the live version of the Break the Bell Podcast. Oh, beautiful bell breakers. It's been a long weekend. It has been. It's kind of been crazy how long a weekend it's been like one of yeah. those that feels like there's so much going on that it was so short yeah that right just like really it's already the last day of a three-day yeah. weekend i know it's like tomorrow i'm back to work but then during the moment of it i'm like wow this is really long yeah <laughs> yeah but saturday seemed like one of the longest days of my life did you get a bunch done saturday we podcasted saturday oh no so. it wasn't sun- saturday it was sunday sorry okay. sunday yeah yesterday was my son's birthday and uh yeah it just um seemed like it went forever. Oh, <laughs> like like we said during the weekend wrap up, we had you had graduation parties yeah. and birthdays and yeah. Memorial Day stuff, and we discovered there was a new park that opened up here in town. Yeah, how was my that? kids are to the age where you'd think they're too old for parks, but I, I mean I don't think anybody's too old no, for parks, no. but you just don't know when they're right. that age. Right. And I showed them like a picture of the new park and like, oh my gosh, we gotta go today. And this was like seven o'clock sun- yes last night. Yeah. I was like. We're not going today. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so we went there today, today, on yeah. Monday. And it, I mean, it was good it, because it just opened. Um, it was crazy busy. It was Memorial oh, yeah. Day. Yeah. And uh, it's crazy windy, too. Like, yeah, I, I, watched, I watched a stroller blow across the park and down yeah. this giant ravine. Yeah. I'm just like, like, good God, I hope there wasn't a baby in there. <laughs> Fortunately, yeah. there was not a baby in there. <laughs> That's good. But that would have made the story way better. <laughs> it would. Yeah, we were at the pool and we were we were like just down from the snack bar, and like three kids had lost money. Like money just goes blowing like towards me, and mm-hmm. I end up catching it and like giving it back. You to gave him. it back, man. I know, you're, I know. You're I'm way trying better. to teach my son good. good way better. If he hadn't been there though, <laughs> yeah, it would have been mine. It's like, man, I really could use a soda. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, God. <laughs> well, it's been an interesting week. I mean, it's been several days since the latest school shooting incident, and that's what we're going to... We haven't had a chance, really, to talk about it. Um, We brought it up during the weekend wrap-up on Saturday, but uh, we said, hey, there's too much here to unpack to (laughs) just gloss over it in the weekend episode, because the weekend wrap-up episode, we just kind of breezed through news articles, and we didn't want to just give it that, like, 5, 10, 15 minutes of time. it's too important to do that. Like clockwork. I don't know what that ding is, why it always pops up I don't know. 30 seconds into every episode. It, it just wants to fuck with you. But every time, and I leave it in every time, too. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about that today, because, and I was actually 
wondering, I was like, well, is it too late to really bring this topic right. up? Because, I mean, like I said, this has been like four or five days ago, right. and we know the way the news cycle goes, yeah. people lose interest like that. But looking through Twitter and yeah. social media, that's not the case. Everybody's no. still talking about this. Yes. And so I feel like, fortunately for us, we're a show that likes to take a different spin on everything. Like, we're not we're not here to talk about gun laws today. Right. We're not here to talk about gun rights, Second Amendment, all that stuff. Right. I'm sure that'll come up you know briefly. It, it always does. Specifically right now, um, <laughs> yeah. Justin Trudeau uh, tweeted an hour ago saying um, that they're passing new gun legislation okay. because, um, you know, other countries like to... You know how America likes to really be, um, like, uh, jump, like... Oh yeah, balls right. deep into stuff as soon as it happens yeah. without actually waiting Getting for the facts, the facts to come yeah. out. Well, apparently Canada wait, does that for other countries' news. Yeah. Like when an incident happens in the U.S., Canada's like, "Oh shit, we better yeah. do something about the, all these guns." It's like you're not yeah. even the same <laughs> say, country. <laughs> you don't have all these guns. Yes. <laughs> so this is his latest post. Justin Trudeau said an hour ago, "Through legislation, we'll move forward with a national freeze on handgun ownership." In other words, it will no longer be possible to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in Canada once this bill becomes Which law. Which is funny because this last shooting had nothing to do with handguns. Um, I think he did possess a handgun. At the okay. I think he went in with a rifle, an assault right. military-style assault rifle, yeah. and a handgun, too. Yeah, That's but, what but, I thought the report said, right. but they're not focusing on that here. Right. But Canada already bans military-assault-style yeah. rifles, so they can't make new laws on that. Right. So and they got to go after the handgun. My response to Justin Trudeau's post was, this is a recipe for more mass right. casualties. Yeah, right, yeah. I mean, good luck protecting yourself if somebody who doesn't believe in following laws, you know, right. the people that shoot people, that is already illegal. Yeah. Good luck protecting yourself from yeah. those because but, uh, we talked, I, we were supposed to bring it up in the weekend wrap-up. Yeah, I think no. we forgot. There was um, a would-be mass casualty yes. event. I can't remember where. Um, yeah. Probably the next day right. after this shooting in Texas. And it got stopped by a woman... With yeah. a concealed carried license, yeah. she pulled out her handgun and shot the would-be shooter, yeah. and I don't think anybody else was really injured no. in the event. No, I, or a lot less people yeah. were. At least. I think I think two people were were injured, but it was like it wasn't bad injuries. So, and then yeah, she pulled out her her handgun and and took him out. Yeah, just imagine how much worse it would be if we had laws where yeah. law-abiding citizens can't. Right, protect themselves. But see that—that's the thing that that whenever this happens, you know, everybody always focuses on the wrong part of it. Right? Yeah, it's always like, oh well, guns, 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 and it's like, okay, there's so much else that's fucked up about this that nobody's talking about. And we're gonna talk about all the things that are so and fucked I up about that. That's that's the great part, like I said, of our show is we don't like to talk about the things everybody that's else right. is. We like to talk about the topic and be like. Well, what about this? Yeah. Or what about this angle? Yeah. Or what about these over here? And yeah. everybody's like, well, what about the guns? It's like, well, fuck the guns. Yeah. What about everything else? Yeah. All the other factors that go into, I don't know, the, the mental breakdown of a ma would-be mass shooter. Yeah. Like this Tonight's uh, title of the show is The Mind of a Mass Shooter because I want to dig into a lot of stuff that goes into it. Besides the fact, yes, yes. All of these mass shootings have guns in common, right? obviously. But what else do they have in common? Or right. what else are we not looking at? Or right. are they not telling us about? And 
Um, there's not a lot of information about this shooter necessarily yet. Right. But we can take a look at all the like the poster child mass right. shooters and make some pretty serious com- yeah. comparisons and then kind of form certain yeah. opinions about but, but, it. But the information we do know, it bring, there are valid questions about it. Oh, yeah, them, absolutely. Right? So we're going to get into all that. We're probably going to talk some conspiracy theories, too, because, that's what because they're there and I like them. Um, but that's not going to be the focus. We're not right. going to go like Alex Jones, Sandy Hook on this and right be like, now. it wasn't even a shooting. Oh, it was all faked and staged, right. which who knows? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to get yeah, into that get, on this show. We're not going there. Not today. going there because, today. For, first of all, too early. Yeah. Like, I hate when people come out politically, make political stances, yeah. and I hate when people come out and make fringe, like, hardcore conspiracy theories right. about, like, right at the moment that right. it happened. It's like, let's look at the facts right here, right. and then down the road we can come back and be like, well, that looked right. a little fishy, but but we don't need to do that no. yet. No. But not we yet. might, so... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. Before we get into the show, we obviously got to mention our our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee. They support our right to to talk about fringe conspiracy theories, to talk about the other side of mass shootings um, without people censoring us, even though we are censored right now. We're still off YouTube. We are streaming yeah. live on Odyssey right now. Yes. It is working today, too. Okay. Uh, but... Run Your Mouth Coffee makes delicious coffee, and they support your individual rights, your liberties. I'm pretty sure they're pro-Second Amendment oh, because they yeah. support uh, individual rights and freedoms. Yes. Primarily, primarily they support uh, freedom of speech and our right to be able to do this on a week-by-week basis and be able to talk about the uncomfortable things, the, uh, the uncomfortable sides of conversations that we, they don't want us to talk about, that the mainstream media won't touch because of big money or right. because of... Uh, whatever agendas they're trying to push, Run Your Mouth Coffee doesn't believe in that. So support small businesses, support any business that supports your individual rights. Go to rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you there by using the promo code BREAKTHEBELL. That's all one word. Uh, break the bell. You'll get 10% off your purchase plus free shipping, and that's an awesome deal. And they make delicious coffee. And Bonus. I think if more people drank delicious coffee, there'd be less mass shootings oh, in the world. you know there would be, yes. All those mass shootings have in common is shitty gas station coffee. <laughs> yes. That's all it takes is to, for someone to have one bad day. Wouldn't that be interesting <laughs> yeah. if, if they made that comparison? You, like, you know, um, there's all these comparisons, yeah. but the one thing that keeps popping up is really bad coffee. <laughs> yeah. Somebody hears that and they're like, holy shit, that's the missing link. <laughs> I'm going to take a drink of my delicious coffee just so I don't have those urges. <laughs> we might be like, we're going to try to be as sensitive about this topic as yeah. possible, but y'all know who we are. Right. Y'all know the type of assholes we are. We will joke about anything because yes. it's can. in our nature and we can. And it's our show. Yeah. And we've already been kicked off YouTube. So yes. who cares at this point? I was going to say, what what is there to stop us now at this point? But we do we do realize this is a sensitive topic. Like children dying is really... Right. Yeah. It's probably the worst. Right. Like if of all the bad things, like children getting like abused or being yeah. killed, those are on my like top list yes. of shitty things in the world. So Absolutely. we're going to approach this delicate as delicately as we can on the show. But Absolutely. but if we do joke around about it, I'm I'm sorry if we offended you. What the fuck is happening? We'll try not to offend you, but no promises made. If we do, just know it's us. Yes. So. I'm about ready to get into the show because I'm excited to talk about yeah. this because, like I said, there's angles that 
people aren't really talking about. If you're reading all the the Twitter posts, it's all yeah. like gun lobbies, yeah. gun bans, yeah. gun rights, Second Amendment, yeah. all this stuff that they always talk about. We've done enough pro Second Amendment shows. Yeah, that I decided we're not going to talk about that today. Yeah. So uh, make sure you check us out all over social media, wherever we still are available. Uh, you can still find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we're on TikTok. I haven't yeah. done Jack with it in a long time. Um, check us all out. Uh, hit that like and subscribe button. Share it. Share it around because, as we said, we are disappearing from platforms. Yes consistently now (laughs) and so uh, we don't know how long we will be on the current platform that you are watching us on so share us around with other people and let them know where else that they can find us in case we disappear from this platform and if you're curious you know shoot us a message and we'll let you know where you can find us exactly we got to get into the show because we got a lot of things to talk about so when we come back we're going to talk about the mind of a mass shooter we'll be right back what did you say? You talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? All right. As promised, we're back. Yes. And what was your first thought when you heard that there had been another shooting? Here we go again. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that literally was my first thought. Yeah. And it, it's sad that that's where your brain goes mm-hmm. immediately is, oh, great, here we go again. Yeah. Here comes the politics. Here yep. comes the cries for gun reform, right. the cries from the other side, the Second Amendment, don't take my guns type. Yep. Um, and this becomes overly politicized immediately. Right. And it's weird because this seems to be the one right. that you get the formerly pro-Second Amendment types, the like, all guns should be whatever – they're starting to fall right. in line a little bit now, and you're hearing like the right. people you want to think to be like, you know, enough's enough. Let's right. let I guess let's kind of right. let's take a look at this. Yeah, maybe we can do something, you know. And it, um, yeah, and I don't get that because yeah. again, you know, anybody who does their homework, you know, is going to to just kind of see that it, it, it's just a grab. Yeah, you know, I mean it's just a manipulative, and I it's too bad they can't have like a forty-eight hour, like no politics zone on these. Or things. don't don't, re- I mean maybe not don't report on it, but right. maybe only report the facts as you see them. Right. Yeah. Just focus on the facts. Don't get into the politics of it, and, and just kind of what do you think about naming like naming the killer? Do you think that's something that they should? Because I've seen news people are are not are trying not to do that now. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because they don't want to give them any credit. Um, yeah, I feel like the over-publicization of these kind yeah. of events kind of turns them into that super villain that they want right. to be. They want that kind of uh, right. no- notoriety. But yeah. I guess if the person's dead, who cares? But then right. the next person that's watching that is like, wow, that guy right. is famous. Right. I mean, he went out in a in blaze of glory. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, but, I could see how that, that actually perpetuates the issue yeah. by sitting here and going through the background and how horrible their life was and how traumatizing and this connection and that connection, and then people can watch that and be like, hey, that's me. Right, right, that's true. You know, hey, uh, uh, I have those kind of feelings. I have those kinds of thoughts. Oh, that guy, I I feel like I'm not noticed enough, and that guy's getting a lot of attention. And instead of just, I mean, as insensitive as this sounds, instead of just going and offing myself, what if I go out by taking out a bunch of people that I hated in the first place that made me feel like, that I feel made me feel like this in the first place? Right, yeah. So I'm not I'm not blaming the media for right. it, but I I you feel can see that where they don't help road. by any yeah. stretch. Yeah, for me it's also it's like it's like the left looks for that white you know oh was it a white supremacist mm-hmm. you know where and then the right looks for like oh does it go against their narrative you know and it's like that's that's what they're hoping for you know so they they right. can play it up. You know? Oh, was it a brown guy? Right. Oh, was right. it a, a trans guy? Because did you see the reports that the fake reports that yeah. this guy was a trans? That was the first thing I heard. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently that wasn't even the same yeah. person at all. No, no connection yeah. whatsoever. It's just a random person that happened to be similar skin tone. And they were like, oh, this guy was transgender. That goes against the narrative. And my fr- as soon as I saw that post pop up on, on social media, I was like, uh, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if that were the case, then I'd be like, huh, that's that's really odd because right. you don't really hear about that at all. Right. But, yeah. but I don't know. It's, it's kind of it's gross how fast things go off the rails these right. days. Yeah. How fast it goes so quickly away from the actual facts of the story. Yeah. And you can't get straight facts of the story because no. everybody's trying to push some kind of a narrative. Right. Everybody put their own twist on it. Yeah, so uh, <coughs> excuse me. Hey, gone are the days where we just say what happened, say how many happened, yeah. say what time it happened. Yeah. These are the facts, the who, what, why, where, when and leave it there. No, yeah. it's always immediately goes yeah. on to some kind of agenda-driven trajectory. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, we're talking about yet another mass shooting that's in the news. Again, it's a tragedy. It, right. It's absolutely a tragedy. Absolutely. And we don't, we don't like try to sugarcoat that. We no. don't take that lightly. Yeah. Um, we don't want to seem like we're unsympathetic to any of this or to the actual victims and the right. families. No, not at all. But we do want to point out, like, some of the, the, the connections between, like, like I said, this is titled The Mind of a, a Mass Murderer because there's so much comparison. There's so mm. much, like, similarities between all of them. There's so many connections, and it's easy to see why conspiracy theories form Absolutely. because so many, many of them have, like, the similar, like, I don't know, character Right. This similar like personality trait, and right. um, with the the world we live in right now, with the over medicated world, and that's what mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about a lot is the over medication of the world today. It's like what the hell is causing all this? Right. 
Because there's more gun laws now than there ever has been, but there's more mass shootings than there ever has been. So right. it's yeah. it's something else, and that's what I want to take a yeah. look at. Yeah. It's funny because uh, Trey and I, we were watching uh, Indiana Jones this weekend, and in, in the first one, he's getting he's packing to get on a plane. Mm-hmm. And his buddy's like, you know, aren't you worried? And he's like, no, you know, I'm cautious. And he throws his gun in the suitcase, you know, and Trey's like, Dad, do you throw your gun in the suitcase? I said, no, buddy, you can't do that nowadays. You can't take like, them on planes he's anymore. Like, that sucks. He goes, I wish I lived back in those days. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, like we said, obviously politics took the spotlight immediately Again. in all of this. Yes. Like Biden came out and gave his, for the love of God, man. Right. When are we going to stop this? And, yeah, I'm going to play that clip yeah. later on. Oh, but beautiful. How many times did he say in that speech, for the love of God? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, what? What are you trying to push here by saying, for the love of God, like yeah. eight times in the speech? <laughs> We're going to take a look at this from a different angle, like I said. Mm-hmm. We're going to look for the real culprit in this uptick of shootings, because I don't think it's gun laws. I don't think it's guns. No. I don't think it's any of that. Yeah. I think there's so much more to this. Yes. First, we got to look at the timeline of the shooting, just briefly, because we haven't talked really about it yet. Sure. So this is from... Uh, TheGuardian.com says timeline of how the Texas school shooting unfolded. And this subtitle right here is my favorite. Massacre in Uvalde began on Tuesday, May 24th, with a single shot. Don't all massacres begin with a single shot? Typically, yes. Typically, yeah. Yes. Unless it's in like burst fire mode, and then we <laughs> right. have some serious problems. Yeah. The massacre began with... A single shot. Yeah, the shot, some would say, heard around the world. I was going to say that. <laughs> says the mass shooting at Robb Elementary School in the small city of Uvalde, South Texas, began on Tuesday, May 24th, with a single shot. An 18-year-old local man who just a few weeks before had breached the age where he could legally buy a military-style assault rifle. See where they're going yes, with this? Right, yes. See where they're going. Buzzwords. He military. Sent, sent an ominous social media message pre-dawn, including pre-dawn. telling... Pre-dawn? <laughs> you mean nighttime? <laughs> Before the sun came up, I don't know. <laughs> early. Yes. You could have said okay. early. Yes, yes. Pre-dawn. Uh, including telling someone he was going to shoot his grandmother. Around 11 a.m., a neighbor of the grandmother heard a shot and saw Salvador Ramos run out the front door of his grandparents' home to a pickup truck. He seemed panicked and struggled to get the Ford going. The neighbor, Gilbert Gallegos, said, then drove off in a spray of gravel. (laughs) They're very dramatic here. Yes, they are. Moments later, the grandmother, Celia Martinez Gonzalez, who is 66, known as Sally, came out covered in blood after being shot in the face crying out. She has survived survived and remained in the hospital Monday. By 11.28, the gunman had reached Robb Elementary half a mile away and crashed the pickup in a ditch, authorities said. Apparently, this kid didn't know how to drive, from what oh, I've read. Okay. He, he's never driven before. He's 18 years old, right. didn't yeah, know how to drive, drive. Interesting. spun out with a, a spray of gravel, and then crashed in a ditch. Okay. At that moment, so so listen to the details that... Nobody's really talking about in right. all of this. Listen to the classic fuck-up of the school. Right. I'm not saying it's the school's fault, yes. but the school has a major liability in this, and somebody well, should get fired for and, this. And it's something that I think you and I talked about. I know I talked to you with other people, but when was the last time you were able to just walk into a school? That's Listen to this. Yes. At that moment, video shows a teacher entering the school through a door that the teacher had emerged from and propped the door open moments earlier. Wow. 
So he walked outside, propped the door open, completely violated every yeah. security measure that school probably yeah, has. Right. Which I, I know we all do it. We know businesses yeah. that do it. We work in the security industry. Right. We know we go to places, put automatic like card read locks right, on, right. and people will just prop those doors open yeah. and Yeah. Right. And, and it's just like, why do we even have these right, things yeah. in place? It says the door was usually closed and locked according to the school security protocol, but it was ajar. This is where the conspiracy theorists go nuts with with, things like this, where it's just like, well, obviously somebody was planning this, that they propped the door open for them. I'm not saying that's what happened, because we see lazy employees constantly. People do it all the time. Like, oh, well, I'm going to be back in a little bit, so I'm just going to prop this so I don't have to card in, or I left my card in the classroom, and I don't want to go back for it. How should you think that teacher feels, though? Oh, major. You think he should be fired? I think so, yeah. I do. Yeah, I, I do, too. I mean, his... I mean, it might not have prevented this, right? But it sure as hell would have slowed down the kid right. if he would have yeah. just it, well, locked the door. Well, if he wanted to get into the school and he opened fire on the front doors, that would give someone enough time to call the authorities. Yeah, right. Not saying the authorities would do anything based on what I saw, but at least that would give them time. Sure. Says the gunman had an assault rifle and a backpack crammed with ammunition and shot at two men who emerged from the funeral home right across the street from the school. Some of the 21 people he ultimately killed, including 19 children and two teachers, are now in caskets in that same funeral home. Unneeded information. Yeah, they had to add this unneeded paragraph in here. Waiting to be laid to rest in that town devastated by I would want to see proof of that. Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so so that unneeded paragraph there. It goes on to actually talk about the details now. Right. He hopped over a fence and approached the school, still shooting, as panicked people nearby called the police. Authorities initially said Ramos exchanged fire with a school police officer before entering the building, but they later said the officer wasn't actually on campus and sped back upon hearing of the incident. Hmm. Why was the school police officer not on campus? That's another question that needs to be answered. Why weren't you there? Right. Because you could have... At least slowed this down yes. if you were doing your job. Were you going out to get breakfast? Right. Were you going, like, I, I don't know, is there like a lunch hour yeah. that you go on? I I don't yeah. know what the protocol is right. there, but. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and again, again, conspiracy theorists could point to that. Well, mm-hmm. isn't it convenient that the school yeah, police you, officer was you gone? You start putting some of these dots right. together. It's like, well, the door was propped open. Yeah. Well, the, the security guy was, yeah. was sent away. Right. And what just and happened to be off. Ramos just happened to crash into that ditch to that school, and yeah. all these things happened to open up for him. Right, yeah, so you can see, you can see where it adds up. Absolutely. Says the officer initially headed for the wrong man, confronting someone who turned out to be a teacher, after passing Ramos, who crouched behind a vehicle. The gunman slipped through the open door and into an adjoining fourth-grade classroom packed with 9, 10, and 11-year-olds, overseen by two teachers at 11.33 a.m. The Associated Press chronicled the incident based on law enforcement reports, records, and interviews with Uvalde residents. The shooter rapidly fired more than 100 rounds, then moved into the adjacent room, where witnesses heard screams, more gunfire, and morbid music being blared by Ramos. First of all, what is morbid music? Right. I, I would... Yeah, really. <laughs> I, okay, this, this is morbid on my part. My guess is he had to have been playing bodies by... Who, oh, let the bodies dr- hit the floor. Drowning pool? Yeah, right. <laughs> that would be morbid. That would be the <laughs> the only morbid yeah. music I could think that would be being blared at the point. <laughs> Two minutes... That's horrible. Two <laughs> minutes after he entered the school, three police officers followed and were quickly joined by four more. 
Authorities said Ramos exchanged fire from the classroom with officers in the hallway, and two of them suffered grazing wounds. After shots ringing out, started ringing out, a cafeteria worker who had just finished serving tacos to 75 third graders, again, unneeded information, said a woman shouted into the lunchroom, code black, this is not a drill. Now get this. The employees didn't know what code black meant. No shit. Okay, this is like a lot of bad preparation on your school's part. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a code in place. Yeah. There's some kind of, uh, I, I don't know, like protocol right. for you this situation. there'd at least be a freaking chart on the wall. I can't, <laughs> I can't imagine that like she black. just randomly Holy was shit. like, oh, this is uh, obvious uh, black. This yeah, sounds black, black sounds bad. <laughs> yes. No, there's, it's probably a thing. Yeah, I imagine. And the employees clearly weren't properly trained on this. Right. Says they didn't know what code black meant, but closed blinds, locked doors, and escorted children behind a stage. I mean, what if this had been a fire? What if Code right. Black was a fire? Right. And now they're sitting behind the and stage of a burning locked building. Locked in a room in a burning yeah, building. Yeah, right. Um, it says, in nearly half an hour after the first officers went inside, as many as 19 piled into the, the hallway. Um, it says, P- parent Javier Cesaris raced to rob elementary, his daughter Jacqueline's school, when he'd heard there was a shooting, leaving his truck running with the door open as he ran into the schoolyard. He is a gun owner, but in his rush, didn't have it with him. I think, I don't care. Like, yes, I would be in a rush, in a panic. But yeah. in my panic state... Grab your gun. My first thought was, grab yeah. my gun. Absolutely. Well, my gun's never far enough away that I'm going to forget right. it. Yeah. Because I'm a legally concealed carrier, yeah. so it's probably already on me at the right. time. Um, but if it's not, it's close enough that it's in within arm's reach, probably. But that would have been my first thought is, I'm going to get a gun, and I'm going to kill this fucker. Yeah. yeah. says he saw about five officers helping people evacuate, and about 20 minutes after he arrived, so he heard about it, he arrived. 20 minutes later, he spotted officers coming with heavy shields for the first time. So the first SWAT officers didn't get there until 20 minutes after this guy, yeah. this parent, got there. In the chaos, he felt it was time. He felt that time was simultaneously going fast and it was going slow. Who cares? Yeah, right. But he said, from what I saw, things could have been a lot different. One onlooker recalled a woman yelling at officers, go in there, go in there. At 12.03, so this is like a half an hour later, a girl called 911 and whispered that she was inside the classroom with a gunman. Minutes later, the school district posted on Facebook that all campuses were on lockdown and students and staff are safe in the buildings, and the buildings are secure. I don't think except they're for that safe, one. except them, <laughs> except yeah. the students that weren't. A further uh, 34 minutes passed before Customs and Border Patrol agents arrived, entered the classroom, and killed Ramos approximately 80 minutes after he entered the school. That's crazy. You think there's a little bit of yeah. oops going on here, like right. maybe we didn't yeah. do everything we could have? Uh, well, uh, and... and- that that even that information it, from what I've heard isn't exactly accurate because it was a parent that was getting his hair cut that heard that his daughter's school was getting shot up and so he left the barber shop and went into the school and he happened to be custom border patrol yeah, agent because right. this makes it sound like hey we call ca- yeah called we called customs, customs and yeah, border and right, that no. makes me ask the question why the hell did we right. wait for customs and border right. patrol like what do they have yeah. to do with any of this yeah, right maybe they were the closest federal agents that had enough balls to enter right. apparently yeah, exactly. Says the long wait in the hallway was the wrong decision, says the Texas Department, head of the Texas Department of Public Safety. Um, 
Cesaris and relatives later spent three desperate hours at a hospital before being told Jacqueline had died. A supporter of the right to bear arms afforded by the Second Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, they had to add that part. Of course. Cesaris is a supporter of Second Amendment. He says there should be stricter gun laws, and selling the type of gun used in the carnage to an 18-year-old was kind of ridiculous. And again, the conspiracy theorists are going to go nuts saying, yeah. hey, this guy's a crisis actor. That's right. that's the term they're going to use for Absolutely. him. Absolutely. This guy's going to be the guy that gets up yeah. and is like, I fully support the Second Amendment, but these guns should be banned. Yeah. And for that to be the first thing that he says when his daughter died, right. yeah. that's a little fishy to me yeah. even, not no, being like a yeah. super fringe right, conspiracy right. theorist. Yeah, exactly. It's I, like, would, I, I think the first thing I would say is, get the fuck out of my face with this shit. Well, it's like when we were talking about. Remember, the, I think it was the FedEx shooting, and there was those two like yeah, right, right. That watched there, it, yes. And their their, their yeah. story was just yeah. so. At first, bizarre. it was. I think at first, it, because they they said something about they couldn't see the gun, but then in the next report, they're like, it was definitely an it was AR fifteen, yeah. yeah. And it, it's just like they're reporting on yeah. it. It's like that's not how people would respond right, in that right. incident. Yes. And it's just weird that this guy whose daughter just died. Yes. Yes, right. I. I get that he has all kinds of feelings yeah. towards this but for him to say you know i support yeah. the constitution but i think these should be yeah. banned and there should be laws it, against this that's if my not, daughter just died and a reporter came to me like so what do you think of the second amendment now i'd say go fuck yourself exactly. my daughter just died exactly <laughs> i don't want to be your get freaking the fuck out of my face yes so weird stuff with this timeline yes, you think very much so like yes. like what do you think now uh, again i you know We've again, we've seen people prop doors in places they shouldn't yeah. have, right? And yes, it could have coincided, but again, it just it just seems to me like a lot of it is yes, poor preparation, poor training, and yes, nobody wants to ever think their school is going to be the one that has somebody come in. But that's but exactly be the most prepared. prepared, exactly. So it doesn't happen like that, and and that's where it came down to. So yes, I I feel like. There was a lot of fuck-ups, and unfortunately, it led to these problems. What about the police department? Yeah, they fucked up, too. I mean, they again, it sounded like they were scared to go in the building, and a lot of it is probably because of lack of training. It was lack of training. Like, at one point, let's see, let, let, let's look at this one. This is from CNN. This talks about that a little. It says, police failed to act quickly. This is the title. The whole right. title. Police failed to act quickly in Uvalde. Experts say their inaction allowed for massacre to continue and led to catastrophic consequences. But, and this isn't the first time this has happened. Remember no. down in Florida, right? It, um, the Dade oh, County yeah, yeah, Sheriff. Yeah. Remember they they didn't they wouldn't go in. Yeah, they're, right. They're just He's kinda... like, well, I don't want to put my officers at risk. Well, that's what you fucking get paid for. Right. Well, look at um, Vegas. The yes. Vegas shooting. Yeah. The police were like stacked up in the stairwell yeah. and didn't like actually go engage. Right. I I get that. It's a scary situation. Yeah. Right. But that's what you're there for. Right. right. You're there to protect the people yeah. that put you in that spot, not to protect yeah. your own ass. Yeah. Like uh, and th- I think this article might get into it like the the tiers of who you are responsible to protect goes number 1 the victims, yeah. number 2 yourself, number 3 the right the the, the perpetrator. The perpetrator of yeah. it. Yeah. And they had that ass backwards. It yeah. was well, I'm a little scared. Yeah. Um right. We should probably do something about yeah. this, but... These kids are easy to get to, so we'll get them out while we can mm-hmm. without in- actually engaging the shooter. Well, again, it, uh, also, it seems like lack of training because yeah. what it talks about, um, they talk about how they saw it as no longer like a mass shooting incident, but became a barricaded 
incident. Right, so, like a hostage like situation. A host- yeah, exactly. Right, right. So they, that's why they didn't yeah. go in. But but, that, but when when he goes in and it automatically starts taking people out, and it, it's it, you don't have that right, option. Right, you don't. It's not a sit around and wait situation. No. It's a this guy is going scorched earth. Yep, you need to do something. Says uh, this article says the decision by police to wait before confronting the gunman at Rob Elementary School in Ovalde was a failure with catastrophic consequences, experts say. When it was all over, 19 students and two teachers were dead. While 18-year-old Salvador Ramos was inside the adjoining classroom, a group of 19 law enforcement officers stood outside the classroom in the school for roughly 50 minutes as they waited for room keys and tactical equipment. Bullshit. Kick down the doors. Yeah, well, I had read things that they were trying to pry open a steel door. They were looking for something to pry open a steel door. How many classrooms do you know that have steel doors? None. None. Um, It says... Meanwhile, children inside repeatedly called 911 and pleaded for help, Texas officials said. Texas Department of Public Safety uh, Colonel Stephen McGraw acknowledged errors in the police response to Tuesday's mass shooting. The on-scene commander, who is also the Uvalde School District Police Chief, uh, says he believed that it had transitioned from an active shooter to a barricaded subject. It was the wrong decision, period. There's no excuse for that. McGraw said of the supervisor's call to not confront the shooter. Yes, yes. That I mean, there is no excuse for that. Right. And sadly, we can't just be like, "Yeah, slap on the wrist. That was a bad move on right. on right. your part." Yeah. No, no, you're done in law enforcement. Died. Yeah. <laughs> uh, says Thor, Thor Ells, executive director of the National Tactical Officers Association, said the commander's determination was 100% flawed. A barricade calls for officers to slow down their response, analyze whether the subject is alone, and negotiate. He said, if you're in a classroom with innocent victims and and I know the shots have been fired, I need to engage you. Yes. Even if you stop firing, I'm going to make every... Or I'm going to make entry into the room so we can begin to administer yeah. life-saving aid to any potential victims. Yeah. I mean, how many of those kids could have been saved if they acted quicker? Yeah, not not even more kids getting shot, but the kids who'd right, already right. been shot getting could have possibly been need. saved. The delayed police response in Ovalde runs contrary to well-established, co- commonly taught active shooter protocol established after Columbine in 1999. Yeah. So all these kind of foreign, based yeah. on Columbine, because the police so badly fucked up Columbine, yeah. almost exactly the same manner. Yeah. Says even under the under fire, officers are trained to go to the threat because every second counts. What we saw here was the delay was that delay cost children their lives full stop. Yeah. As the Columbine shooting unfolded, Colorado police waited roughly an hour after gunfire erupted in the school for SWAT teams to arrive. Sound familiar? Sounds like yeah. cut copy, cut yeah. and paste from right. <laughs> this Uvalde incident. Yeah. Uh, during which two men killed thirteen people. Prior to Columbine, a law enforcement was commonly trained in tactical principle called ICE, which stood for isolate the suspect, contain the suspect, and evacuate the scene. After engaging in ICE protocol, police would request a specialized unit tactical SWAT team that would respond and engage with the suspect or suspects, according to Eels. So, right. like, you, you confined him to one specific area, and the people that happen to be in that area, they might be a little fucked, but right. at least we're, right. like, protecting as the many as possible. Right. And that was what was in place before Columbine, yeah. and then that's that's why so many died in, like, that library or whatever on Columbine. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but after that incident, 
they're like, uh, we got to change this because yeah. a lot of people died and there was law enforcement there on the scene that could have gone in and taken them out. Yeah. Says the Columbine shooting forced law enforcement to reprioritize their focus in responding to active shooter situations. After Columbine, police began acting on behalf of those who are in harm's way rather than protecting themselves, Eel said. First responders also started to undergo tactical training to prepare for active shootings, taking some of the responsibility out of the hands of SWAT teams. There are no national guidelines to standardize law enforcement training in response to active shooter situation. Uh, the NTAO was the first to develop an active shooter curriculum and training course, which have since been adopted or modified by other training organizations around the country. Um, I don't think we need to really read a bunch else of this. Right. We can see yeah. that they've dropped the ball. Yeah. They fucked up. They majorly fucked up. Yeah. And then there's also reports that, like, insane parents yeah. trying to, like, pretty pissed off that the police aren't moving, right. decided to try to run in themselves and yeah. save, and they would arrest them and handcuff them. And tase them. One, <clears throat> I didn't see tased, but I did see one got pepper sprayed. Oh, yeah. I saw one. I had read one got tased. Yeah, I saw a couple got handcuffed, a couple got uh, pepper sprayed, yeah. or one got pepper sprayed. The one that first got handcuffed convinced a police officer she knew to let her go, and apparently she climbed the fence, went and broke in through a window and saved her daughter and got her out of school, Yeah, which that's heroic if it did, in fact, right. happen. Right, it was legit. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. It's one of those things that's like, oh, that sounds insane. Right, yeah. But I, my parental instincts, I feel like I would probably do the same thing if I see police just Absolutely. stacked up outside the fence, just leaning yeah. on a fence, right. not wanting to go in. Yeah. I'd probably run in and do it myself and be right. like, fuck you guys, I'll do it myself right. because you're not doing anything. So um, I don't think we really need to get into that article about those parents. Right. Yeah, it says, distraught parents say they were handcuffed by police and claim another was pepper sprayed in the chaotic scenes outside the school shooting in Texas that left 21 dead. Um, footage shows parents arguing with officers and demanding they storm the school where the gunman had barricaded himself in a classroom with the children. Mar U.S. Marshals released a statement denying their officers arrested parents at the school, adding their hearts are heavy with sorrow and sadness. <laughs> We didn't do that, but we're really sad about things. Yeah, exactly. Um, how do I get rid of this video that's in my way? Is there it says, uh, the police, uh, Angela Rose G Gomez, who was the one that went in on her own, said the police were doing nothing. They were just standing outside the fence. They weren't going in. They, they, are running, they aren't running anywhere. So that doesn't even sound like they were doing the whole ICE procedure right, yeah, from right. Columbine. It sounded like time. they were just sitting in the parking lot. It's like, well, we'll just wait for the experts. Yeah, here. Right, we right. don't we don't know what to yeah, do here. Right. Um, we're just gonna just yeah. wait for the hostage negotiator right, to get yeah. here and talk him down. Yeah. Oh, good. The SWAT team's here. Twenty minutes later, you yes. know. I mean, it sounds like that by then the damage has been done. How right? how pissed off would you be at? The police oh, force. There, there's not even words to mention if my kid died because of inaction by the police. Yeah. Yeah, that words don't even describe how pissed I would be. Right. Or if there's the potential, any potential at all, that yeah. they could have saved this. Yeah. Why didn't they take those steps? Like, right. why didn't they uh, move in? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I uh, There's so many questions on this one that's like, yeah. this could have been prevented by just one of these things being different, like right. the door not being propped open, like right. <clears throat> the security officer not being off-site, right. like the police going in right. a little bit yeah. earlier. So right. 
a lot more deaths could have been prevented I mean, here. You know, they, obviously the windows were open to get kids in. They couldn't <clears> have like slipped a couple officers into the class, you know, classes yeah. while the windows were open. I mean, it just uh, none of it makes sense to me. No, and, and again, it, it well, and if they knew what code black meant, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like there's so much. Like, screw up here. And obviously, it's easy to look back on and be like, "How we could have definitely prevented yeah. this. But there's a school of ours that um, that we, we do or used to do or something. And um, and I remember them inviting me. They're like, oh, we're going to do active uh, shooter training mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow. Do you want to come and watch our drill? And, uh, and I, I mean, I didn't bet. I just remember them talking about that. So yeah, I know my kids' uh, school does active shooter drills mm-hmm. and things. So... Uh, I can't remember what they call it, but they they do some kind of training, and I'm guessing those employees know what code black means because right. they do the training. Right. So right. Uh, again, it's easy to look back on and be like, "Hey, we could have prevented this by this, this, or this." But yeah. I mean, that's right. easy to say now, but yeah, I right. mean, it's also easy to get complacent as a school in a small town, right? Right, where you don't expect anything like this ever to happen. Right. So let's move on to. The gunman himself, because, like I said, this is kind of like the classic school shooter. I mean, I think, didn't he even have the nickname school shooter? Yeah, 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 I believe that's shouldn't what the that, kids called him. Shouldn't that have rang a couple bells well, I, there? I, yeah, I, I think I would have watched him a little bit closer. <laughs> well, it's like, how many red flags do there have to be for well, pe- yeah, somebody to step right? up? What was the shooter, the shooting a couple months back where the parents, or like the school... Was like he needs to go to see yes, a specialist, yes. and the parents were like, "Fuck that, we're not yeah. doing this." And they left him in class, and he came back and shot yeah, up the school. Right? Yeah. Yes. It's like how many red flags yeah. do there have to be for you to actually right. do something yeah. about it? And then they're always like, "Well, we didn't really think he'd do that." Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would kind of take it serious. Yeah. When when you like check off all the boxes yeah. of a school shooter to the point where your friends or your former friends are nicknaming you school, school shooter. shooter. Yes. Somebody saw this coming. Yeah. Yeah. The fact is, not enough people take the shit serious. Right. I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah, well, we've known this kid for years. He would never do anything like that. He's always talked like that. Yeah. He's never done anything about it. We just thought he was doing it for attention. Right, right. So this kid um, apparently was isolated and bullied and teased about being a school shooter, and then he bought guns. So let's get into this article. This is actually this is from USA Today, but it was reposted on Yahoo Sports is where I'm reading it from because I didn't have a subscription to USA Today. <laughs> Not sure why Yahoo Sports is commenting yeah, on this, but... I wouldn't really consider right. that a sport. I, if, <laughs> uh, I mean, what are they trying to say? Right. I mean, shooting sports, right? Right. Um, it says, Living across the street for nearly a decade, Ruben Flores watched Salvador Ramos, the shooter, grow up. He'd often come over to play video games and sports with his son, a quiet kid who would respond in quick, short answers. He's always, they're always quiet, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're a, not usually the outgoing type. When he was here, he was a normal kid, but once he hit high school freshman year, he totally changed, Flores told USA Today, speaking at his home in a modest blah, blah, blah. I don't care about his home. I really don't. <clears throat> Some of that made sense, Flores said. Teenagers change sometimes, a lot. But even after he stopped coming over, he could see the growing tumult in Ramos' life from across the street. He didn't get along with his mother. Apparently, his mother was a hardcore drug addict. Okay. His grandma had was in the process of evicting her from a house that the grandma owned. Oh. Ramos was living with the grandmother because the, the mom was a drug addict. The t- tumult, yes. the tumultuous I hate when you get relationship. Tumult going. Yes. Um. So 
there's a lot of backstory I think that we're not even right. going to ever know because of the shitty life that he was living in. Says he didn't get along with his mother. Flores sometimes heard yelling. Ramos' grandmother, a regular presence, confided about their family tension and hardship. The last time Ramos, Ramos came over was about three years ago, Flores said, when he was left alone on New Year's Eve. He came over and stayed with them to set off fireworks. So he's just freaking 15-year-old, yeah. left home by himself on New, New Year's, Year's Eve. Yes. Right. Now Flores and others who spoke... Uh, including Eduardo Trinidad, whose son attended the same high school, are struggling to reconcile past impressions with the 18-year-old who wounded his grandmother before walking to the elementary and shooting fourth-grade okay. students and teachers. Saying he wounded her is a little bit of an understatement. He shot her he in shot the, shot the fucking her in the face. face. Yes. That, he was going for a kill shot. And he told people on... He was, he was going like, to kill his grandma. Yeah, he was like live posting. Yeah. like hey, I'm, He was talking specifically to a couple people. It was yeah. like... All right, hang on a sec. I'm going to shoot my grandmother. <laughs> yeah. And he did. And then he's like, all right, just shot my grandmother, that fucking bitch or something. And then he's like, going to go shoot up a school now. First of all, who right. does that on social media? Right, yeah. And who doesn't, like, immediately pick up the phone right, and like, call yeah, 911 right. or something? Yeah, I mean, that's something, you know, You again, you and I would joke about stupid shit, but, you know, I don't think, I'm, hey... Uh, hold on, I'm going to kill my grandma. Yeah, yeah. If I <laughs> if I text you, it would be like, "Be right back. I'm going to shoot my grandma in the face." You'd probably pick up the phone and call me and be like, "Uh, what? Wait, I, what did you just type? Are, <laughs> are, are you okay?" <laughs> Says I hate to say it, but Salvador deserved what he got. I mean, little kids, you don't kill little kids. Flores said. Um, wait, 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 wait. So, the, okay, yeah, the kid deserves what he got by getting killed. Is what he? Yeah, said. no shit, but. Again, this all could have been avoided if you had done something ahead of time, right. or like I don't know. Yeah. Again, it's easy to look back. Right, hindsight no, I know that. is clearer yeah, than foresight. It's easy to look back and be like, "Oh yeah, that kid definitely was a school shooter." How did we <laughs> right. not see that? Pick up on yeah. that, right? In the wake of the worst U.S. shooting in nearly a decade, interviews and published reports portray a teen largely scorned by peers who may have spiraled as he approached his 18th birthday, leaving his grandmother's home after a fight, unable to graduate after dropping out and leaving his fast food job. But what sparked Ramos to buy two AR-15-style semi-automatic rifles just after his 18th birthday, wounding his grandmother before the school massacre, remains unclear. How does an 18-year-old who lives with his grandmother get enough money to buy two Working AR-18s? at Wendy's, no less. Really? And these two AR-15s, a bag full of ammo, ammo, if you don't know this, is not fucking cheap. Yeah. By any stretch. Yeah. AR-15s, I heard somebody talking that you're talking the AR-15s he bought were... Roughly about five grand. Wow. Okay. I don't know for I haven't looked specifically yeah. into it, but I heard somebody say the same question. How does a, a dropout, high school dropout who just quit his job at Wendy's afford five thousand yeah. dollars in AR fifteens? Yeah. Again, a lot of questions that right. I'd like to know answers to and right. sets off the conspiracy theory bells. Like right. where the where the hell did he get these? Because right. by all accounts he legally bought them because he was eighteen, yeah. but Again, it's like when you're a fast food worker and you go out and buy a $50,000 car, the IRS comes in and is like, where the hell did you get the money for that $50,000 car? You're clearly yeah. doing something right. on the side. Yeah, yeah. And uh, who knows? I mean, maybe he's just been saving his right. yeah. money for Saving to buy a gun to shoot up years. a bunch of people? <laughs> yes. I mean, that's scary <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> uh, it says, officials said Ramos had no history of mental illness. That is bullshit. I was going to say. Maybe no recorded history of mental illness. Yeah. Well, because his mom was a drug addict and his grandmother probably wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Right? 
says because she left him alone on New Year's. It's not yet known if attempts at intervention were missed. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say seems like missed. a lot of <laughs> attempts were missed. Um, let's see. Ramos lived for years near Flores with his mother. I want to get to the weird stuff. Hang on. Says Alvarez, who uh, had a. I think this was the, the grandma's boyfriend, the mom's boyfriend. Uh, said he didn't get along with Rhea's son, so it was the mom's boyfriend. When you try to talk to him, he just sit there and walk away. How do you just sit there and walk away? How's that? How's that work out? Right. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> How? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> His mother said her son could be aggressive if he got mad, giving her an uneasy feeling at time. No red flags, though. No, not at all. He wasn't a monster. He's. He said. And she told the Daily Mail she had a good relationship with her son, who wasn't violent, even yeah. though he kept to himself and didn't have many friends. And didn't uh, live with her. Yes. They had a great relationship. Yeah. The last time she saw him was we like a month ago on his birthday, where she right. gave him a stuffed Snoopy. Oh, I'm sure he really appreciated Every that. Every 18-year-old's dream. Yeah, uh, right. there's got, I, I hope there's some weird, like... A connection thing there, and she's just not that disassociated. Right. That yeah. she's just like, oh, my son needs a stuffed animal. Right, right. Yeah, that's a great thing that 18-year-old boys want. Yes. Says, at the 1100-student high school, Ramos faced isolation and ridicule and often alone, according to interviews. Students made fun of him when he was a freshman. Um, it says, another student said he heard people call him a homophobic slur, but thought Ramos was provoking people rather than being bullied. Yeah, I had heard reports. No, he wasn't bullied. He was a freaking bully. Yeah, I thought I heard that, too. Um, He got made fun of for his clothes because he was poor and stuff. Let's see. There was a point where he, like, showed up to play basketball with, like, cuts all over his face. I I heard that, too, yeah. This article goes on and on and on. So, I, I can't find it in here, but he showed up with cuts all over his face, and first he said it was the cat scratch him, and the friend was like, no, that's not cat scratches, what the hell's wrong? Yeah. What's wrong with you? And he's like, I don't know, it just felt good. But no history of mental illness. Red yeah, flag. major red flag there. Yeah. Um, it says, on March 3rd, Ramos was part of an online four-person Instagram chat that included the line, word on the street is, you're buying a gun. Ramos replied, just bought something right now. On March 14th, he referenced 10 more days in a social media post. McGraw said, a user replied, are you going to shoot up a school or something? Ramos replied, no, and stop asking dumb questions and you'll see. Two weeks before, Ramos stopped showing up to his job at Wendy's, according to an employee who declined to give their name, blah, blah, blah. Uh, So... (laughs) They asked if he was going to shoot up a school. He said no, uh, but just wait for the fireworks, pretty much. And right. it's just like nobody thought to say anything right. That's about an odd all answer, this, right? especially considering who it was. Yeah. Especially considering, you know, the kid is a little shady. Right. He shows up with cuts all over his face. Yeah. He's bullied. He's reclusive. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's like, hey, 10 more days. I got and post yeah. a picture of his AR. Yeah. And people are like, and he's like, just wait for it. And nobody thought to say anything. Yeah, right. Says the day after his 18th birthday, he legally bought an AR-style rifle from a federally licensed gun dealer in Uvalde, according to state police. Um, He shared hints of a plan and guns on social media. He would message, this is a school friend. Uh, Again, again, red flag, because I know several gun owners, right? Right. I know you. Yeah. 
And I've, I've never seen any of them go on social media and be like, okay, check this out. I mean, I, I've posted my yeah, a well, new yeah, gun but here not, and there and be like, hey, got a new toy. But you're not po- posing with it. I'm not po- never posing with it. It's usually broke down, yeah. just sitting on a freaking like right. mat or something. Yeah. And it's like, hey, just got a new toy. And it's never like, hey, wait till you see what I'm going to use yeah. this for. Yeah. Well, just hold on to your seats. So a school friend said he sent him a photo of the guns and said he would message me here and there. And four days ago, he sent me a picture of the AR and a backpack full of 5.56 rounds, probably like seven mags. I was like, bro, why do you have this? And his response was, don't worry about it. (laughs) He also sent messages to a 15-year-old girl in Germany he met online before the attack saying he would bought ammunition. Asked what he was going to do with it. He replied, just wait for it. So... That that's that's kind of a look. It's kind of creepy, to be honest. So so you got all the the cues missed at yeah. the school. You got the cues missed from the friends. police officer. You got the cues missed from the friends from his like yeah. public persona or yeah. lack thereof. Right. Again, like you can probably line him up with every freaking mass shooter yeah. out there, and you you could pick him. Pick them in a lineup yeah. without ever having seen them by right. looking at their profile. Be like, uh, of all these people, who do you th- think right. was the school shooter, or right. who would be? And it's like <laughs> that kid right there. Yeah. Um, same with, uh, I don't know, the the kids from Columbine. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it right. would definitely be those kids there. Yeah. Uh, the freaking Joker, the yeah. Batman killer. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that guy would probably yeah. have done it. You know. Yeah. And right. it's just like. Again, how many red flags do there have to be before right. the school does something, a parent yeah. does something, a friend says something? Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, friends report shit to the FBI or to yeah. police. Parents have called the FBI on their right. kid yeah. and reported them, and the FBI does nothing, yeah. and this incident takes place. And we've talked so many times about the FBI dropping the ball oh, on yeah, this. Absolutely. I want to <clears throat> get into that in a little bit. I... Uh, I <clears throat> You got anything else really about this shooter? Because I mean, yeah, I, I thought I had read, yeah, that I thought I had read that police had been called on him before because of his aggressiveness towards. Yeah, his, he had had some some yeah. run-ins with law enforcement. Right. I, I'm pretty so, sure. So, so I mean, yeah, okay, the kid just turned eighteen. So, you know, even if he had a record, it's expunged at eighteen, right? Right. So, but you would think that I don't know. I mean, that's kind of a loophole that. There's got to be a way around that, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that, okay, this kid, say this kid's in a lot of trouble and then he turns 18 and then he can go illegally get a gun. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. You want to get into the crazy stuff, though? Hell yeah, I do. I mean, we talked about <laughs> all the stuff, though. Yeah. The, the main stuff. Right, right. The main topic. The main stuff. The red flags, uh, the fuck-ups of the school, fuck-ups of the police department. Yes. Let's get into the crazy stuff. Let's do it. So... This article came out in 2018. And this article has an editor's note just as of the last couple days saying, hey, guys, this is in no way connected to this incident here, so don't connect the dots here. This is not the same people, but these people still remain unnamed. Apparently in 2018, two teens were arrested in a mass casualty plot from Ovalde. Interesting. Yeah, well, just wait. Okay. It gets way more interesting. Okay. So so the editor's note says, there has been renewed interest in the 2018 story following May 24th, 2022 attack at the elementary school in Ovalde. Uh, Texas director, that, that same guy, Tim McCraw, 
or Stephen McCraw, not Tim McCraw. I, I think that's a country singer. <laughs> said during a news conference, he said the Rob Elementary shooter is not the same person as the 13 and 14 year old referenced in the 2018 police report. Now think about that. 2018 was four years ago. One of these students was 14, was 14 which yes. would make him what now? 18. 18. Yeah. Happens to be at the school. Right. No connection, though. So don't worry. We're right. not connecting those dots. But this makes you say, hmm. Right. One of the students had numerous writings and drawings which depicted weapons capable of ca- causing mass destruction. He wrote about being godlike and killing police and other persons. I remember this. Do you? I, I don't remember this at all. And the fact that it's in the same small yeah. little town is really weird. It says two of Valde teens were recently arrested for conspiracy to commit, commit murder. So this is the official article. This okay. The editor's note was from today, but this right. was actually written in 2018. Gotcha. So you can't hear this and be like, well, right. of course they're saying this because right. this happened. No, right. this was the original article. Um, it says, after officers said they foiled a mass shooting plot, they the pair had schemed. A press release obtained by the news station, thoroughly chronicled events leading up to an investigation performed by Evalde Police Department in the Texas Rangers. In the press release, Evalde Police Chief Daniel Rodriguez said a Morales Junior High student, 14, and a former student, 13, had specifically targeted numerous students in what they described as a plan to perform a mass casualty event against the school. Uh, Authorities said the students were motivated in part by the Columbine shootings. The investigation revealed the students were infatuated with Columbine. Remember how much connection we <laughs> saw with Columbine yeah. in this? Yeah. And identified themselves to the shooters. The investigation uncovered that the students even referred to themselves using the Columbine shooters' names. Wow. Investigators also believe the students were planning to hold the attacks years from now during their senior year hmm. on the anniversary of the Columbine shooting. When was Columbine shooting? What day was that? Uh, it was April 20th because it well it's um Hitler's birthday. Oh, okay. So so he missed the yeah, April the Colum- 21st. Okay. April 21st. It's sad that you know that so uh, yes. much. <laughs> um, it says however one of the students began to convince the other they should move the attacks up to this year. One of the students had numerous writings and drawings and depicted weapons capable of causing mass destruction. We read that part. According to the release, the teens were also planning to detonate IEDs before killing students. Um, interesting part is this. It says, Our school district is committed to the safety and education of our students, and we want to clearly communicate about safety issues when they arise. One of the Morales Junior High students was experiencing a crisis. Upon rendering aid and support, the student revealed a future plan to conduct a school shooting in the year 2022. Mm. I don't know. Did one was of those crazy things? Three kids involved, and they only caught two. I don't know. I mean, again, that's almost or, what but again, it doesn't name these schools. Well, no, it so it's never easy does. to go back and be like, guys, this wasn't a right. drop ball on our yeah. part because that's not the. They could easily oh, say that yeah. because they never it, reported would on they the students. Say that name. would they be like? So apparently, uh, yeah, this happened. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> no, we missed that one. <laughs> yeah, wow, hindsight's twenty twenty on that. Yeah, you know, I mean, right. they're not going to come back and, and admit it again. One of those crazy things that just like yes. And it just happens to be this school. It just right. happens to be this year. It just I, happens to be a student that would be I mean, that age. I, I'm curious, like, how, how many schools are in Uvalde? I mean, how big it, of a well, town is it? Well, they talk about it being a small... It's an 1,100-student school, so that's okay, not that's, tiny. That's, no, it's not, but it's not huge But either. it's not... Well, they, 
said in the very first article we were talking about that it's small small town right. that they were surprised something like this could happen in such a small town. So just the fact that this happens it just it just makes you really question what's yeah. going on, what's real and what's not. What are they not telling you? Right. Or just even mere coincidence. That's a lot of coincidences. Yeah. yeah, that is. That happens to be somebody that would be that age now and happened yeah. to be the year that he said he would do yeah, it. That's insane. In that little town. Yeah. Yes. So you think, well, do you believe the editor's note there? <laughs> I mean, do you think it's possible at least? Yes, I, I do. And because, again, even if it was, no one's going to admit it. Uh, no, no one's gonna. Oh. No one's gonna say anything. I so, think even the school would be like, "Don't, yeah, say right. anything. Yes. Pay off all the students because, that knew about it. Don't yeah, yeah. say because, anything." Because I mean, let's be honest. If the editor saw that and and that's what he thought, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he knows everybody else is going to go to it. Mm-hmm. They're going to ask the questions, right? Imagine that that came out. That major flub up. On law enforcement, the school district, whatever, and the kid actually did carry it out in 2022, and it was one of those kids, and compile that on top of the school flub up and the the police flub up that we know about, obviously they're going to be like, let's not throw this on the fire as well, because we'll get shut down so quickly. They'll they'll fucking riot. (laughs) Yeah, they will will lynch us in the streets, literally. That's insane. Right. So the same year, staying true to conspiracy theories, because I, I yes. want to focus on conspiracy theories just for a few minutes. Sure, no problem. Again, I, I don't want to go immediately towards the most fringe, like, hey, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Right, right, right. What have you. But I feel like that's just in my nature. And I said yeah. I want it, but I, I kind of have to a little well, bit. I, I think you got to be true to yourself. The same year this article came out in 2018, this was in New Mexico, the New Mexico compound where suspects were training children for school shootings the same year, 2018. A couple okay. months later, this came out. I'm not saying this is connected in any right, mean, right, right. by any means, but it's just like, what was going on right. in 2018? Right, right. Or what's going on that we don't know about? And it's yeah. just freaking weird to me. Yeah. This one is from CNN. This, again, original article four years ago, says five suspects are accused of abusing 11 children at a New Mexico compound. And there's a lot of weird shit that goes on in New Mexico that gets covered up. Apparently. It's just... Yeah. Well, it's so remote and stuff right. that... Yeah. You, there, I mean, there's a lot of trafficking that goes through New Mexico. There's... Uh, I don't know. Jeffrey Epstein lived in New right. Mexico. Yeah. That's where he was had his impregnation camp. Yes. Uh, it says they were training them to commit school shootings, prosecutors said Wednesday. If the defendant were to be released from custody, there's substantial likelihood the defendant may commit new crimes due to his planning and preparation for future school shootings. Says the file did not provide further details about the alleged training. The makeshift compound appeared to have a a shooting range on the property and loaded firearms were found on the property. So that's sitting out there at the same time. It makes you wonder, like, what the hell's going on? Right, right. And... The conspiracy side of me goes to like, is this like a government trained or like right. a a sleeper cell training right. thing? Because yeah. <clears throat> if you read further in this, there's a lot of like Muslim type names, and oh, it's really? like, is this is this like a terror like an, camp right, that like an ISIS camp? Or yeah, something? that they're not wanting to go there right. in the media and say, hey, this was a terrorist training yeah. camp. Because right. I mean, it literally, legitimately is a terrorist training camp. Yeah. But if you say that, they're gonna connect. Hey, these are 
Muslim descent and they're domestic terrorists and what. So, I mean, that just spreads all kinds of Islamophobia and shit all over again, like post 9 11 type stuff. And in 2018, that would have been exactly what they were trying to avoid, Mm -hmm. right? So, my point in the conspiracy theory part is to show like the crazy stories and then. I want to talk about the real conspiracy in all of this that isn't fringe by any stretch. Before we get there, though, I got one more. Based on this, where we talked about the training camp, I had sent you this little excerpt out yes. of uh, the secret. Yes, yes. Or it's out of uh, uh, what? What's it called? Hang on, I gotta, I gotta read. Uh, uh, behold, no, behold a pale yeah, horse by Milton William Cooper. Yes. So this is just a little like excerpt out of it, like I said. It says, The government encouraged the manufacture and importation of military firearms for criminally, criminals to use. So the, all the military mm-hmm. AR-15s that they're screaming about now, apparently, according to this guy, this book was written in 1991. Right. This guy is like the father of the current... Yeah. Uh, Conspiracy theories. Yes, yeah. Like he talks about one world, like new world orders. He yeah. talks about um, aliens. cashless societies. He talks about, he focused a lot on aliens. He yeah. t- talked about a lot of things. Like I said, it's funny that you sent me this because, like I said, my, my stepfather had introduced me to this book back in like 98, 99. Mm-hmm. And so. You said this is why he went and ran to the mountains. I think so. Says, uh, Again, the government encouraged the manufacture and importation of military firearms for criminals to use. This is intended to foster a feeling of insecurity, which would lead the American people to voluntarily disarm themselves by passing laws against firearms. This, again, back in 91. Yeah. yeah. Long before Columbine. too many calls were for firearms laws yeah. even existed. Yeah. It was eight years before Columbine. Yes. It says using drugs and hypnosis on mental patients in a process called Orion, or Orion, I'm not sure which, Uh, the CIA inculcated the desire in these people to open fire on schoolyards and thus inflame the anti-gun lobby. This plan is well underway and so far is working perfectly. The middle class is begging the government to do away with the Second Amendment. Hmm. I mean, this guy, conspiracy theorists, sure. And they connect, if you Google this book, you Google this guy, they say this guy is the roots of the Q movement, and okay. so they connect him to that, and they obviously make him look like this crazy right. fringe guy. Because that's what they do. Look at what's happening today right. after this, and, and the then o- read that. And again, the over-medicated society that mm-hmm. we are. Yeah. And um, ask yourself, like, <laughs> is this for real? Yeah. American people voluntarily disarming themselves because of... Um, all these school shootings, whether the CIA per, like pushed right. them into it or right. whether it just happened, I mean, this is the end result is mm-hmm. the middle class begging the government to yeah. do away with the Second Amendment. Right. Even this this father who supposedly just lost his daughter, right? Yeah. So, um, so there's that. Again, I don't want to get too crazy into the conspiracy theories, right. but, but but do raise valid questions. Sure. Like, again, I mean, specifically about. Uvalde. Right. So, what was this one about? This one connected the dots between CIA mind control and mass shootings. And this is from Canada. Really? The people that are wanting to... This is from CanadaFreePress.com, which is probably going to be shut down very quickly. But um, 
So this one, okay. Hang on just a second. This one talked about like CIA mind control and talked about, I'm not even going to read into this one, but this one talked about CIA mind control. This talked about um, this weapon. It was like some microwave weapon that they used to kind of like speak into people. So people thought they were thinking things or okay. hearing voices. Right. It was some microwave technology. Okay. And um, it's just like, oh, look at this. These people like claiming that somebody is stalking them and putting these yeah. voices in their head through this microwave technology and blah, blah, blah. Well, the, the weird thing, and the reason why I brought this up is because, again, I want to connect the dots between right. mass shooters. That's what yeah. I want to get to more in the second half. Right. But if you just Google shooter heard voices, check this out. This is Google results. Florida suspect said he heard voices telling him to carry out his hmm. shooting. U.S. Navy was warned that Washington shooter heard voices. Parkland shooter suspect Nicholas Cruz spoke of voices. Um, let's see. Dayton shooter Connor Betts heard menacing voices. Warehouse shooter called 911 before and said he heard voices. Wow. So Holy shit. if you want to be a conspiracy theorist, it's there. There is enough evidence out there. Yeah. And well, and but we, we do know the CIA did experiment with mind control. Mm -hmm. That's freely admitted. Yeah, M MK Ultra is an open secret, yeah. an open thing now. It's no longer yeah. a secret. Um, I guess it, it wouldn't be beyond the realm of like possibility to think, hey, the CIA is putting these voices yeah. in these people's head right. to shoot up schools so that people want Gun like control. willingly disarm right. themselves. Or you could just say. There's a severe connection to mental illness in all of these people. Right. Yeah. Also a valid argument, right? Yes. And that to me is the real conspiracy in all of this. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want to get into the second half because the real connection to all these people isn't necessarily I mean yes guns. Yes. Isn't necessarily like CIA mind op, isn't necessarily um any of these other fringe conspiracy theories that I just talked about, right. but almost all of them had some form of mental illness, mm -hmm. had some form, and we're taking some form of prescribed right. antidepressants that are known and covered up side yeah. effects, that have known and covered up side effects. Yeah. Not, not necessarily that they're like hush-hush, but they're very flowered over, like right. glossed over side effects. And Absolutely. that's that's what I want to really talk about in the second half right. is um, the actual conspiracy theory, which is uh, the connection between these shooters and mental illness and like Big Pharma Absolutely. and the cover-up of Big Pharma. Because right. if you want to talk about like the lobbying, I want to talk about the comparison between the gun lobbying, which is what Biden was talking about, mm -hmm. And big pharma lobbying, which, which is, is probably a hundredfold what say, the gun lobby is. Yeah, I was going to say. It's, it's probably, so much higher. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to talk mental health in the second half because I got quite a few things to cover. And we are due for a break. I thought we'd get further by now, right. but we have not. So we had a, a lot, lot of things to talk about. A lot, yeah, of, a lot of information. I wanted to point out the crazy conspiracy theories just yeah. to say like, hey, these are crazy conspiracies, but here's the actual conspiracy. Right. And this is what... Where I'm leading into. Right. So when we come back, we're going to take three, four, five minutes, take a break. We're going to come back and actually talk about the mind of a mass murderer because we kind of alluded to it. We mm -hmm. did. 
did a really long way around getting to this yeah, point now. Right. So but that's how we do things. It is. It is. So uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about like the mental health and the the correlation between SSRIs and antidepressants with some of these mass shooters yeah. or violent criminals or like. I don't know any kind of violent act. Yeah. Um, there, there is a strong connection Absolutely. there that is constantly yeah. ignored in the media. I mean, you remember '90s with moms and Prozac? Yeah, absolutely. Right. And then I got Prozac on the menu. Don't worry. Perfect. I love Prozac. Uh, we're gonna take just a couple minutes, and then when we come back, we'll get right back into this this topic because I think it's interesting. It so we'll be right back. <laughs> Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Uh, Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Me Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. Yeah, yes. always. Good. Talking about the Evalde shooting, I guess. Yeah. Sort of. Kind of. Kind of, <laughs> yes. We're getting a little sidetracked with conspiracy nonsense. I, it's funny because in the intro, I'm like, we're not going to go off on fringe yeah, conspiracy I know, yeah. theories. But I got to point out some of these fringe right, conspiracy yeah. theories out there. Mostly just to kind of build up to this second half right. here. But it is weird. Some That one from 2018 popped up. Like, right. I didn't come across it until probably an hour before and i was just like what the hell and yeah. so i was just like let's let's throw yeah. this one in the mix too that, so that is odd because yeah I, I i do remember that and i and i was like oh wow i'm glad they stopped one and apparently they did not but you didn't <laughs> make the connection well no yeah because it because it was stopped i didn't you know it was even it was out of my mind right because it's... i didn't even think anything of it i figured okay that that plot was done don't need to think about it and then all of a sudden here we are Four years later, at the time that and I told you on break, I was like, "How does the universe like align itself perfect right. so perfectly that it's mere coincidence right. that this happened exactly right. four years ago?" Saying in four years yeah. in 2022, which is now, somebody who would be 18 would shoot up a school in this little town. Yeah, 
And then I was like, well, I guess maybe that kid knew those kids and maybe that kind of right. sparked some yeah. of the insanity in him. Yeah. And he's just like, you know what? They didn't get it done, so I'm going to mm. get it done. I mean, right. There, there's always that connection there. That yeah, right. In a small town like that, you don't know who knows who, who talks about what. Yeah, I'm sure everybody knew about it. Yeah. So yeah, who knows? He could have been their friend. He could right, have been the, absolutely. the third person who, who got away, and mm-hmm. that's why he bought two ARs. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Just in case. Yep. Just in case they wanted to show up, too. Right. So, hey, guys, guess where I'm going to be? <laughs> God. So let's get into the real conspiracy of all of this like the unaddressed open secret of the the connection between like mental illness and mass shootings yes because there there always seems to be one in all these shootings yes let me let me get rid of uh the music because it doesn't seem fitting for (laughs) for the conversation (laughs) so this 80s theme music and then we're talking about mental illness um first of all i want to because we talked about we always talk about how the FBI, like, drops the ball. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, we were watching this guy. Yeah, and this hasn't popped up now, but um, I did have, like, a list of all all of these articles. I, I'm not going to read any of them, but I just wanted you to see the actual list of them. Um, hang on just a sec. Let me, let me share this. So here's one. It says, this is just on my Facebook, so ignore the rest of my Facebook. It says, uh, on the FBI's radar, shooter had been investigated before. That was Orlando. A San Bernardino shooter had contact with people on the FBI's radar, sources say. The FBI was warned about alleged shooter uh, nearly five months before. This was the Parkland shooter, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, FBI says it interviewed the FedEx mass shooter last year. Boulder, Colorado, mass shooting suspect was known to the FBI. So there's all yeah, of I'm those. so glad the FBI is on it. Yeah, so we need more step yeah. up law enforcement more because yes. they're doing such a bang up yeah. job between right the FBI now. and the and the local police department. I'm so glad that we have our authorities looking yes. for our kids. So again, you can make all the conspiracy connections yeah. with that. Oh, they they were whatever CIA trained FBI informant right. what, yeah. whatever it doesn't Who cares? matter it doesn't matter uh, the real like I said conspiracy is this correlation with the mental health right. aspect of it so I want to start out with this article here the FBI came out after I think it was be- just before so what day did this happen March or May 24th okay so they came out that day um, and announced that active shooter incidences have doubled since the pandemic started. Oh, well, that's horrible. Yeah. (laughs) So it says, Rampages carried out by active shooters have doubled since the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. The FBI found in a report released Monday. There were 61 active shooter incidences last year, 40 in 2020, and just 30 in 2019. Just 30. (laughs) Yeah, just 30 of them. So more than doubled since 2019 when this all started. Says the FBI defines active shooter as one or more people killing or attempting to kill people in a populated area. Overall, 103 people were killed and 140 were wounded in the incidents, a total that does not include the shooters. The report comes shortly after a mass shooting in Buffalo, New York, where the suspect opened fire in a grocery store and killed 10 people in what police describe as a racially motivated hate crime. This doesn't mention... The Texas one. So did they re- release this the morning of? I was going to say it must have been the morning of they released. Holy which is insane. shit. 
Did we just blow this wide open? Here, let me let me make sure the date on this was the twenty fourth. I just saw. I thought I just saw the date. Hang on. Um, Mark May twenty fourth, like you said. Well, well, so again, they don't mention that. They mention the Buffalo yeah. one. So that's probably what this this article was targeting was the Buffalo shooting. Yeah, and then all of a sudden that day, this yeah. one comes out. What do you think this writer thought after that? Yeah, they're like, oh, God. <laughs> Says the FBI report found active shooter incidents to be more widespread last year with cases spanning 30 states compared to, to 19 in 2020. They happened at schools, grocery stores, businesses, and houses of worship. Last year's tally included... The shooting at Boulder, Colorado grocery store that killed 10 people, a workplace rampage at FedEx facility in Indianapolis that killed eight, and workplace shooting at a rail yard in San Jose, California that killed nine, um, and then a couple others. It says about 20% of the incidents qualified as mass killings, which is federally defined as three or more killings in one incident. Each shooting has led to calls for more gun control laws or stricter enforcement of regulations already on the books. It has also led to a push for more domestic terrorism, surveillance, and deterrence, as well as a crackdown on hate crimes. Lawmakers at all levels of government have struggled to get a hold of the violent upswing in crime. In 2020, homicides rose almost 30% from the year before in the highest documented increase, according to the FBI. So you see where they're trying to solve this by... Uh, it says right there, it calls for gun control laws, calls for law en- stricter law enforcement regulations, calls for domestic terrorism surveillance. And they're missing the point. Right. The right. whole point here, you got to look at the fact that all this uptick since the pandemic started. What did we say all these lockdowns and all the shit was going to cause? A lot of mental illness, right. a lot Absolutely. of... Depression, um, suicide rates through the roof during this. Alcoholism, Um, drug use, yes. Just skyrocketed during this. And it talks about how politics have gotten in the way for both parties, blah, blah, blah. I I don't need to go on with this, but we see the point here is that incidents have doubled since the pandemic started. You want to know another Another, you, you want to talk numbers, here's some more numbers. This is about the silent pandemic and the COVID-19 impact on mental health. Mm-hmm. In 2020, single care, some organizations, saw nearly a 20% increase in prescriptions uh, year over year for antidepressants. And that includes particularly high growth rates for treating children and young adults. According to a recent survey, 60% said COVID-19 pandemic has affected their mental health. Remarkably, 68% of respondents said they did not struggle with mental health prior to COVID-19. It goes on to say antidepressant fills for children and young adults have spiked by nearly 50% since the onset of the pandemic. Uh, Single care analyzed prescription fill data for individual age groups and found that those under the age 25 saw the greatest year-over-year increase in fills compared to any other cohort with a nearly 50% increase in antidepressant consumption. Hmm. Uh, We want to talk coincidences. We want to talk connections between mass shooters and guns, mass shooters and FBI and stuff like that. Let's talk about the connection between mass shooters and mental health, mass yeah. shooters, and prescription antidepressants, which yeah. have 
well-known side effects. This is yeah. like an unaddressed open secret. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, yeah. it's not really a hidden thing that antidepressants cause, I don't know, suicidal. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was a running joke in the 90s, right? right? Your mom's on Prozac, so she's probably going to drown you in the bathtub. Right. I mean, that's... Right, <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, you hear the, uh, the when they're like, Take a Zoloft to enhance your life. This drug may may include suicidal thoughts and depression and right. and hom- homicidal tendencies and <laughs> yeah, and, right, and yeah. the the I- ideology to drown your children in a bathtub. Yeah, right. Take Zoloft yeah. today <laughs> for a <laughs> mom's like, in there drinking drinking wine. You're like, oh, I might need that. And the kids like, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. We it's not funny. We yeah, laugh about yeah. it, but it's it's the truth. Right. Like yeah. it's this open thing. It's this unaddressed thing. And th- this correlation between the antidepressants or anxiety drugs, such as yeah. Zoloft, such as Prozac, or um, what are some of the anti uh, anti anxiety oh, ones? Uh, yeah. Clonazepam and stuff yeah. like that, yeah. that 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 cause just this disconnect from humanity. Right. It doesn't right. even necessarily have to cause um, like homicidal tendencies. Right. I mean, but just having if, a disconnect from humanity. Yeah, that that right? just cuts you off from like seeing a life as a life. Yeah, yeah it right? just like. And that would just enhance whatever thoughts were Absolutely, already right. there. So let's look at let's look at the connection because we want to look at connections. Let's look at them. That's thirty-seven. Scary eyes. Yes, <laughs> let's show the eyes. Thirty-seven mass shooters who were on antidepressants, and uh, I I know people are going to be like, well, obviously they had mental health, so obviously they're on antidepressants. How can you? Right. That's like saying. Um, Cancer drug killed somebody. Obviously, a cancer patient's on cancer, but right. But the side effects are known right. side effects. To enhance known to, especially if you're, especially for people that are just getting on them, yeah. just getting doses changes, just getting off of them. Yeah. I I know too many personal stories of people who changed drugs, or got off drugs, or got on drugs, and yeah. just just their mind state just was yeah. insane for a while. And yeah. I know you know people that have been Absolutely. on them. And I, I mean, I personally had a distant relative, I guess, that had just switched prescription drugs. No, there was none of these, like, um, cookie-cutter, like, right. signs or red flags of this person. But he was, a, he was, like, under high stress. He had just switched SSRIs. He went and freaking gunned down his whole family. Yeah. Like, Three kids, his wife and himself, yeah. just out of nowhere. I mean, you talk about red flags. There yeah. were none. The right. only red flag was, well, he switched to antidepressants last week. Yeah. And right. I mean, they don't I don't feel like the medical industry properly monitors people that are switching no. these things. And, and and even if they did, they wouldn't admit it. Right. Because I mean <laughs> again, with the the over medication of our society. You know, I mean, it, it's money, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you got a, an overly anxious, overly depressed populace due to social media, lockdowns, you name it. And and that's that's cash cow, mm-hmm. right? So you're not going to say, hey, guys, we need to pull all this stuff back and reevaluate because it may be causing mass shootings, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's just not somewhere they're going to go. Right. Says uh, this from Thought Catalog. Says every time there's a mass shooting in America, it understandably starts up another national conversation about gun rights because, by definition, there would be no mass shootings without guns. 
But since mass shootings are perpetrated by an extremely tiny minority of gun owners, many of whom don't even own their guns legally, perhaps it's naive to think gun ownership is itself the sole or even primary cause of mass shootings. I'd venture out to say gun ownership is not a cause of mass shootings. Gun ownership is a tool of mass casualties. But I feel like those people would have done something shitty. They would have found some way. Either way. Yeah. Whether there's guns or not. Because it says countries such as Norway, France, and Switzerland, all of which have stricter gun laws and lower per capita, per capita gun ownership than the U.S., have far higher per capita, per capita rates of mass shootings. I did not know that. That's not something you would hear in Well, France, we media. know. France always has some kind of weird thing. Yeah, like yeah. there was that, uh, what was that art, or that... Um, Satire studio. Oh that yeah, the shot Ch- Charlie Ho- Ho- Hebdo. Um, yeah, yeah, and that, but that was, that was ISIS. Mm-hmm. But they had um, a couple of um, you know like uh, trucks plowing through crowds. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Britain had the uh, the knife wielder that kind of went out and slashed a bunch of people. But this says they have higher per capita rates of mass shootings than the U.S. That's crazy. Yeah, with that's not much something you stricter hear about. gun laws. It says when searching for other reasons for mass shootings, people blame things such as one parent households, video games. We talked about that a little bit. Because um, what was the Columbine one you had said? Oh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Then there was Call of Duty. And yeah. now they they dare to mention Fortnite right. in this one because, well, obviously there's got to be something right. here. That's well, he the popular played, game now. Yeah, he played Fortnite, so right. maybe that was it. it says loss, loss of religious faith or simply the vague sense that the nation is falling apart. Although only 8.6 American males are on antidepressants at any given time, they seem much better represented as a percentage of mass shooters. Here are 39 mass shooters who are, even though the title said 37, this says, here are 39 shooters who were either on antidepressants at the time, had abruptly quit taking their medication when they went on the spree, or had been prescribed antidepressants at some point in the past. None of this is to imply that antidepressants make certain people go on mass shootings, just as few people with guns go on shooting sprees, so do people on antidepressants. But it is an area that is definitely worth researching. Again, I'm not saying that antidepressants cause mass shootings. No, no. But we can't we don't make those connections like we do right. with guns. We don't right. say, well, uh, 89% of them used assault rifles. We say that, but we won't say 89% of them were on Prozac right. or on uh, Zoloft or right. something like that. Right. Number one is James Egan Holmes, which was the, uh, the Batman shooter. Yeah. Says, um, the Batman movie killer shot up a movie theater in Aurora, Colorado, which Colorado gets a beating. They really do. In 2012, during a screening of The Dark Knight, in the weeks prior to his shooting, his psychiatrist had just increased his dosage of Zoloft. In his personal notebook, which he sent to his psychiatrist the day of his murder spree, Holmes said that along with losing his anxiety, he'd lost the fear of reprisal. So, again, there's that disconnect. Mm -hmm. says, according to the psychiatrist who interviewed him after his arrest, he said, I believe if he hadn't taken the Cetrilin or Zoloft, he wouldn't have murdered anyone. So this psychiatrist thinks that that was direct correlation, direct cause. Yeah. If he wasn't on this, if he hadn't just upped his dose, he probably wouldn't have been in that mental mm-hmm. state in the first place. It says, in every mugshot ever taken of Holmes, he looks medicated up to his eyeballs. That's true. Um, Eric Harris, half of the Columbine okay. duo, 
was on Zoloft and Luvox. It says, as one half of the deadly duo known as Columbine Killers, who blew away 12 students and a teacher before killing themselves at a high school in Littleton, Colorado in 99, Harris had switched antidepressants from Zoloft to Luvox, Luvox, which has been known to cause mania and attendant violence. The SSRI was found in his bloodstream during the autopsy. Uh, Patrick Purdy... I'm not even sure who that is. He killed five children and wounded 30 others in 89 in Stockton, California. Um, he had been taking antipsychotic Thorazine. Hmm, I wasn't aware of that one. Um, the uh, Here's another West big Virginia. one. West, uh, the Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech yeah. uh, Swing Hugh Cho walked around campus of Virginia Tech on April 2007 and murdered 32 students. He had been diagnosed with major depressive disorder, severe anxiety, and selective mutism. Hmm. He had been prescribed Prozac and had previously been on Paxil for about a year. But at the time of his shooting, he had ceased taking medication. So the on and off stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Weiss was on Prozac. He uh, he shot his grandfather and his grandfather's girlfriend in 2005. So there's a smaller incident. Um, I'm trying to get to some of the popular ones because, I mean, you see, yeah. like... Nine dead, four wounded on an antidepressant. It doesn't say which one. Uh, seven dead, two wounded on mirtazepine and trazodone. So this guy was an, a Minneapolis employee who had just got fired and went and shot hmm. employees and his boss. Robert Kenneth Stewart. He's the abortion guy, right? Uh, he killed... No, he's the nursing home shooter in 2009. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. He killed eight people in a nursing home. He was on... Lexapro, Ambien, Benadryl, and Xanax at the time. Uh, The level of Ambien was 12 times the therapeutic dose. He says he doesn't remember the incident at all. Holy Mm. shit. Um, Let's see. This guy, Stephen Kazimerzak, was on, on Valentine's Day in northern Illinois, killed five people before killing himself. Um, or Northern Illinois University in 2008, I see. He was on Xanax, at, at Ambien, and Proza. Probably Prozac, I'm guessing. Maybe yeah, they just missed part yeah. of it. There was some big ones that you would remember for sure. But you see Zoloft, Paxil, mm-hmm. um, Prozac, Thrazodone. Here you go. The Navy Yard in Washington, D.C. in 2013. Oh, yeah. Uh, contract laborer Aaron Alexis shot and killed 12 people and wounded eight. He had been taking trazodone, which had been linked to mania and violent behavior. Uh, Dylan Roof, he was the church guy, the Charleston, South Carolina white supremacist. They yeah. th- again, they make the connections with white supremacy. Mm-hmm. They make the connection with the gun, uh, racism, all yeah. this stuff. But not too many people yeah. point out the fact he was heavily medicated. Says he was taking anti. Antidepressants at the time of his attack. It says, much was made of his political beliefs, while very little mention of the fact he was taking antidepressants. Um, and, and again, I, I believe these are covered up for a reason. I do too, or at least not talked about yeah. specifically, like not mentioned too much. This guy um, entered, it doesn't say the date, but Devin Kelly uh, killed. 26 people in a Texas church. Was that the more recent one at a Texas church? No, th- I think so, yeah. That was the super church down there. Yeah. That's why a lot of the churches around here started uh, bulking right. up. 
There was the um, the other military one, Fort Hood. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was on heavily medicated. Okay, he's on this list too. I just can't find him because there's. See, and I always thought that was a uh, that was more of a um, like a is extreme Islamic thing. Yeah, but again, um, I mean, throw in your ideology mixed with right. your lack of disconnect or your disconnect from humanity right. mixed with the mania that comes from Prozac right. or Zoloft and stuff. You you throw extreme ideologies in that mix, right? And it creates it this monster. I do. I think that Dylan Roof was a racist. Yes, mm-hmm. white supremacist. Yes. Was he impacted by the fact that he was on right. antidepressants? They took it to the next Probably, level. Probably, yeah. Right. A lot of these people already yeah. have some of these thoughts, yeah. but because they're on well, these things, it puts them in this extreme mindset. Where one of the things I read about like the Combine um, guys is that they they felt like the world was like kind of a joke. Like mm-hmm. there wasn't a point to it anymore. Right. Yeah, and that, I, I'm guessing that comes a lot from the... Uh, Okay, I can't find the Fort Hood one now. Hmm. I I know he was on this list. Here we go. Uh, Ivan Lopez, 2014 war veteran, Iraq war veteran Ivan Lopez opened fire at Fort Hood, Texas, killing three soldiers and wounding 16 others before shooting himself. The Veterans Administration, I don't think that's the same. Is that the same Fort Hood guy? Because wasn't one of them, like, arrested? Yeah, yeah. So is there two shootings at Fort Hood? There must have been, yeah. Okay. So it's not the same Fort Hood, but yeah, still. we know Fort Hood's got shady stuff going on. Oh anyways. my God, so much shit there! How many people disappeared yeah. that one year and yeah. just died? So I mean, veterans taking antidepressants. I mm-hmm. mean, you, again, you mix, yeah. you right. mix, uh, like post-traumatic oh stress gosh, disorder, yeah. PTSD with um, some of these SSRIs. Yeah. And uh, do you think the VA is really heavily monitoring their no. response to this not stuff? Because I know. Regular medical doctors don't really, they're like, yeah. call us if you have these thoughts. Right. Well, once they're in that state of mind, they're probably not thinking, I'm going to pick up the phone and call a doctor. No, right. they're thinking, I'm going to pick up a gun and go fucking shoot somebody. Right, right. exactly. So it, there's no like yeah. monitoring of the situation here. Yeah. It's all like self-reporting. And when those people are in that yeah. state, the last thing they want to do is self-report. self-report. Right. They're they're beyond that point at the sure. you know, they just have, like you said, a very singular thought and that and they want to carry that out. And so any chance of reaching out for help is beyond right. them at that point. Yeah, or they feel like maybe there would be some stigma to the fact that, hey, I'm having these really <laughs> right. crazy thoughts, and yeah. I don't want to be locked up in a padded cell for right. this, so yeah. I'm not going to say anything. I'm yeah. just going to keep taking my Zoloft because that's what the doctor said would help. Mm-hmm. They keep pumping in more Zoloft. It yeah. screws up their brain chemicals a little more. Right. And then they just go off the rails. Yeah. And a lot of them don't remember it, or right. they were disconnected completely yeah. to where they... Right, if they live. Yeah. So, like like we said, the media always makes these connections between, like, what well, the type of gun. It was an AR-15. Right. It was political an assault ideology. rifle. Yeah, political, like, or uh, racial ideology, right. uh, white supremacy, or yeah. is that well, 10, 15 years ago, like, extreme Islam, yeah. like, ideology, um, or, I don't know. There, there's all these connections. Yeah. The type of music they listen to, like right, we right. said, yeah. uh, Marilyn Manson. Right, yeah. uh, the, the Matrix. To Eminem. He yeah. listens to, uh, uh, that one even pointed out his, uh, what was it, morbid music he was listening right, to. Right, right, yeah. Pointed out, yeah, right. Pointed out the fact that he listened to morbid music, pointed out the fact that he played Fortnite. Yeah. No mention of any kind of right. SSRIs. Yeah. And, 
I, I almost guarantee you when this comes out, we will find that this guy was on some. Oh, form I'm of sure there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Or at, at some point in his yeah. life, probably was. Yeah. Because, I mean, this kid has All a past. The, yeah. A past. Yeah. He was probably at least once or twice sent to some kind of shrink and put yeah. on some kind and, of SSRI. Yeah, and he, because he falls in line with all the other symptoms right. or, or qualities that we see in these other shooters. So, like I was saying, though, they, they're quick to point out all these mm-hmm. other connections, yeah. but when it comes to mental illness, yeah, you'll get a line that he's like, oh, yeah, and by the way, he's depressed. Right. And that, that's yeah. where it lays. Oh, yeah, he was he was a troubled kid. Right. Yeah. Or he, 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 he was a loner or yeah. something like that. Right. Or he... Oh, yeah. a little quick disclaimer. He was on Zoloft at the time. But he was using an AR-15, right, right. and yeah. it's just yeah. nobody yeah. wants to make that right. correlation there, that connection. And if we are if we're w- really serious about stopping it, yeah. shouldn't we look at all the connections, Absolutely. not Absolutely. just the gun? Yeah. Because, again, that's just a freaking tool. Yeah. We should look at what is getting the people here in the first place. And it's freaking scary, the uptick since... Yeah. COVID-19. The fact that the FBI is even willing to admit, hey, uh, there's a giant uptick in this. Well, do you think that's because more people got more um, gun fanatical through COVID-19? No, that's not what caused more. Right. So clearly it's not the gun's fault when COVID-19 has caused so many more mass shootings. Yeah. You know, and it's it's like... They talk about wanting to to you know go after the gun sellers or the gun manufacturers for these things. Mm-hmm. Why not go after the doctors? You know, right? Go after the psychiatrists. Go after those that are prescribing these things to people that are causing them to go over the deep end. Are paying off people to cover up shit, right? Exactly. Covering up side effects. Yeah. I mean, blatant covering up yeah. of side effects and paying yeah. off victims. Yeah. To I mean, shut we the know fuck up. Big pharma is not above that. No, they're at not. All. And so. But before I, I talk about that, I want to. I, I promised I'd play the Biden clip, so yeah, yeah. I got to play the Biden clip. Speaking of crazy. Yes. As a nation, we have to ask when in God's name are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? When in God's name we do what we all know in our gut needs to be done? It's been 3,448 days. 10 years since I stood up at a high school in Connecticut, a grade school in Connecticut, where another government massacred 26 people, including 20 first graders at Sandy Hook Elementary School. Since then, there have been over 900 incidents of gunfires reported on school grounds. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. Santa Fe High School in Texas. Oxford High School in Michigan. The list goes on and on, and the list grows when it includes mass shootings at places like movie theaters, houses of worship, as we saw just 10 days ago at a grocery store in Buffalo, New York. I am sick and tired of it. We have to- Does he seem like he's acting a bit? A little bit, yeah. I'm so little- sick. When in yeah. God's name? Yeah. I'm sick and tired of this. Yeah. I want to play a little more. I'm not going to play the whole thing. And don't tell me we can't have an impact on this carnage. I spent my career as a senator and a vice president working to pass common sense gun laws. We can and won't prevent every tragedy, but we know they work and have positive impact. When we pass the assault weapons ban, 
Mass shootings went down. When the law expired, mass shootings tripled. Did it expire? Yeah, it did under somebody. I can't remember. Bush, maybe. Okay. Um. So because and not in it, California. Well, no, but in the '90s it was like right. a, a federal law ban, right? Uh, assault weapons ban, right, right. Through the Clinton era, but um, we've talked about before that they changed the definition of mass shooting right. since then. So, yeah, to, that kind of skews the numbers, so you can't even do apples to oranges, uh, apples right. to apples comparison there. But my the part that got to me the most was that first line when he says. <clears throat> When in God's name, or what, it, or for the love of God, we need to like yeah. stand up to the gun lobbyists. Well, first of all, it's your politicians that are taking money from the gun lobbyists. Right. Like gun lobbyists would have no power if you'd stop taking money from the gun lobbyists. Right. I mean that that yeah. just like stops that in its tracks. The second part of that is this, and this is straight from Tucker Carlson. So this is kind of partisan right. information, but if this is true then this says a lot about how much we should stand up to the gun lobby and how much maybe we should look at the other lobbying because the the NRA, during election year 2020, spent $2.2 million on lobbying. Okay, That's it. And they're basically bankrupt at this point. $2.2 million in 2020. The first quarter of 2021, Big Pharma spent $90. 92 million dollars in the it. first quarter. I believe it. On lobbying. Yeah. Big pharma. So you want to talk about lobbying and how we got to stand up to these lobbyists. What about the fucking big pharma lobbyists? Yeah. And how many of those do you think are lobbying for the 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 push of antidepressants and oh, the push yeah. of the, like the Zolofs yeah. and the the Prozacs and the overprescribing of it? Cuz I know in the 90s, there or the 80s or the 90s, their lobbying paid off because then they were allowed to have the straight-to-consumer uh, commercials yeah, right. marketing for, That's what all for you these see products. That's a freaking football game anymore. For anything. Is, is, it's all over freaking yeah. uh, um, Hulu and, yeah. and wherever you get ads on the streaming services. I even saw one that was marketing a medication to uh, fix one of the side effects of one of their medications. That's it was beautiful. like involuntary twitching yeah. caused by SSRIs. Take this medication yeah. to fix the involuntary twitching caused by antidepressants. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. and then that comes with its own li- list. And I think yeah. one of its side effects was uh, like convulsions or something. So so you're talking like severe <laughs> yeah. twitching at that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> fix your twitching by taking this one side effect, severe twitching. <laughs> yes, it's exactly. Well, it's just like yeah. antidepressant, one of the side effects, severe yeah. depression. Yeah. If if one of the side effects of uh of like cancer treatment was severe cancer, yeah, I think I would right. I think I would maybe stray away from which I'm sure that's probably one of the side oh, effects sure. of I'm cancer sure. medi- medication. Yeah, but it, it's like where is the same scrutiny for yeah. the SSRI companies right. that they put on the freaking gun companies? Yeah. The only reason they don't isn't because the gun lobbyists are so much more powerful. It's because there's so much more lobbying money coming yeah. from. The uh, big pharma lobby, and I'm I'm willing to guess that or bet that the the big pharma wants the NRA there. Yeah, because with, because as long as you can the blame guns, goes. yeah, right. As long as you can blame guns, you're not going to look at any of the other symptoms. And it's like our friend Jay for Perpetual Health said: doctors today. They don't really treat anything; mm-hmm. they just provide medication. And yeah, that's because, because they, they want to keep paid. this perpetual cycle, right? And they they don't want 
I mean, this is a conspiracy theory in itself. They don't want you to get better because then yeah. they're, they're out of they're a job. Out of business, right? Yeah. If yeah. you cure cancer, all the cancer researchers yeah. are out of a job. Exactly. If you cure um, depression, all the antidepressant companies yeah. go out of a right. job. It's like, first of all, not only do they not scrutinize like they do the gun lobby, they don't scrutinize big pharma, but they actually go to lengths to cover the shit up. Yeah, absolutely. I, I believe that. I've got this article. Let me find it. Prozac maker paid millions of dollars to secure a favor- favorable verdict in mass shooting lawsuits. This is the yeah. maker of Prozac. This was back in the 80s, I think. What website's this? This is uh, USA Today. Oh. So oh, mainstream. Wow. Interesting. And this was published in 2019, so okay. to pre all this stuff going on. So a Prozac, Prozac's maker paid millions of dollars to victims, or to, like, yeah, victims, to secure a good verdict on their wow. part because they sued the shit out of them because the shooter blamed Prozac. Hmm. Says uh, the drug maker that produces Prozac, the antidepressant that Joseph Westbecker's victims blamed for his deadly shooting rampage 30 years ago as standard Groover, uh, secretly paid victims $20 million to help ensure a verdict exonerating the drug company. Indianapolis-based Eli Lilly vigorously shielded the payment for more than two decades, defying a Louisville judge who fought to reveal it because he said it swayed the jury's verdict. Hmm. Wes Becker began taking Prozac about a month before his murder spree that killed eight and wounded 12 in the print shop attached to the Courier-Journal. All but one of the victims sued Eli Lilly, the company that manufactured the popular but controversial drug. On September 14, 1989, Wes Becker, a pressman who had been placed on long-term disability leave for severe mental illness, entered standard gravure gravure, around 8.30 a.m. carrying a bag full of weapons, including a semi-automatic rifle. Over the next 30 minutes, he walked through the building, firing more than 40 rounds at those he encountered before shooting himself in the head with a handgun. It is the worst mass shooting in Kentucky's history. In 1994, a fiercely litigated 11-week trial took place in Louisville in which Wes Becker's victims and their families said the Prozac he took helped incite his murderous rampage. Hmm. On the eve of the jury's verdict, which absolved Lilly of liability, the company made the secret payment without telling the judge overseeing the case. Wow. So he paid him off. Wow. Says in exchange for the payment, the plaintiffs... Eight estates and 11 survivors agreed to withhold damaging evidence about the arthritis judge or a fle- or drug Oriflex that Lilly withdrew from the market. So it wasn't really evidence withheld on Prozac, yeah. but there was this evidence of this other drug called mm. Oriflex, an arthritis medication that caused severe damaging effects, and they pulled that off the market. Well, this company paid the plaintiffs to not disclose that drug oh, side wow. effect. Okay. So because that would look bad on Prozac and it would persuade the jury to be like, well, these guys have a history because that would yeah. that would that would form like a history of bad side effects of their drugs. Yeah. Even though it is not the same drug, it's not not anything to do with this, that would look bad to the jury. So he paid off the the victims 20 million dollars. Uh, when was to the, cover that up. when was the shooting? Uh, like 89 or something like that I said. Okay. Says Lily 
pleaded guilty to 25 criminal misdemeanor accounts for failing to report adverse reactions that patients suffered from the drug, and the company feared that the Prozac jury would be more inclined to rule against the drug maker if it learned of it. So they, they had already pled guilty to um, failing to report adverse side effects. That's what the case was. Yeah. They, they went to trial and got criminal misdemeanor charges brought against them, and they pled guilty to it for covering up side effects of another drug of theirs. And so they didn't want the jury to find out about that case, so they paid off the victims wow. and the victims' lawyers and shit to keep them from talking about that case That's, because that would look like possibly we're covering up yeah. the side effects of this drug. So because of that, they got off, and Prozac looked like a great drug, safe, no side effects, and right. shit like that because they paid off wow. the victims. That's so not crazy. only are we not, like I said, not scrutinizing it, but we're legitimately like straight up covering it up. Oh, and yeah. it took 20 years for this to come public. Yeah, yeah. Like this just became public... About a decade ago, yeah. probably. says, the plaintiffs agreed that if the jury found Lily liable, they would not seek damages, nor would they appeal the verdict if they lost. Um, Jefferson Circuit Judge John Potter exposed the outlines of the deal decades ago, suspecting that money may have changed hands be before the verdict. He fought the company for years to disclose the deal's terms. Lily closely guarded the amount of the payment, and it remained a secret in Louisville. Two of the victims recently told the Courier-Journal that the payment totaled $20 million, which is worth $40 million today, which the plaintiffs divided among themselves after paying their attorneys. The two victims told the Courier-Journal they felt compelled to accept the money because they suffered egregious injuries, egregious, I can't talk today, <laughs> that kept them from working again, and they needed the money to survive. So they, they were like, we need something out of this, and if so we lose this... How many more have suffered because of that? Right, exactly. Says they, um, the co-led attorney for the plaintiffs, Illinois lawyer Nancy Zettler, told the Courier-Journal she was not involved in the agreement but heard the same figures cited by two plaintiffs. The Indianapolis Star reported $20 million amount in 2000 and said the company paid an additional $5 million to cover workers' compensation claims. Under the deal, the plaintiffs, Plaintiffs could have received $15 million more if Prozac had been found um, 51 to 100% liable for Wes Becker's conduct. Um, so there's all that. Wow. Wow. It says Lilly used the verdict to tout that Prozac had been proved safe. So, he, yeah. so, so they pay off the, the witnesses. They're found not liable. Yeah. And then they brag about how, well, yeah. this case proves that Prozac is safe and effective antidepressant. That's fucked up. In 95, it says the company reported a quarter of its $6.5 billion in revenue from Prozac and faced 160 other suits nationwide <laughs> over the drug. It says Prozac is still prescribed across the USA and is considered safe if used as directed, although it does have common side effects, according to the College of Psychiatric and Neurolo Neurologic Pharmacists. The company and its lawyers acknowledged the agreement with plaintiffs, but not the amount of payment, insisting it was legal and ethical. Does that sound legal and ethical to you? Uh, fuck no. That's like the definition of not legal and ethical. Well, it says <laughs> it's not unusual for adversaries in civil trials, because it was a civil yeah. trial, right? to have like uh, payoff agreements. Right. I mean, we saw it in like Michael Jackson. Yeah, case. absolutely. We, say, we see it all the time. Yeah, but right. But the fact that this had major implications in criminal trials right. down the road, I mean, that kind of 
throws it off a bit. Uh, just just a bit. <laughs> just, just a bit. Just slightly. So so, I mean, take that and put that on what we're talking about now. Yeah, right. Where yeah. all these people are on these antidepressants that mm-hmm. have these severe side effects that not only aren't talked about, but they're yeah. legally covered up. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And those those cover ups are used to say how oh how safe these are, right. and it's just a, a bit of money that yeah. costs to but to pay but off. guns have to go mm-hmm. right because the big bad gun lobbyists yeah. the big bad um, gun gun yeah right yeah big gun but, but big whatever. pharma they're they're looking out for you they're like, trying to help you out right let's talk about a couple other cover ups says the intention to cover up side effects and delude the public. The hiding of drug side effects by psychiatric drug companies and psychiatrists. This one is from Patch.com. There's a couple more, and I like this image here. It shows uh, a guy who says, Doc, I'm starting to feel suicidal, and I'm rapidly gaining weight all of a sudden. The doctor says, we're going to have to raise your dosage of your antidepressant and antipsychotics. And then there's a girl behind him putting money in his pocket and says, good boy. <laughs> oh, this is a drug representative. Right. Um, it says, would you want a doctor prescribing a dr- strong, dangerous drug for you or your child or raising your dosage on the basis that it would bring him some financial benefit and praise from a drug company representative who visits him every week? And that that's shitty in itself. You yeah, get a drug right. representative who's like, hey, we'll pay you. Right. Literally to pay push you our drug. to push our drug. Yeah. We're not going to really tell you about the side effects. And if we do, then you, you can't really talk about the side effects. Talks about the biggest legal settlements in the U.S. Justice Department history. Psychiatric drug companies have a lengthy history of diluting the general public by conducting fraudulent marketing, even when executives in the company knew it was going to lead to innocent lives being lost due to some of the deadly side effects of the drugs. To exemplify this assertion, one can look at some of the records concerning these types of drugs, including three of the largest financial settlements with the U.S. Department of Justice in U.S. history, each with a separate psychiatric drug company. The first talks about the Eli Lilly cover-up that we talked about. Um, Says the drug... Research showed the drug increased the rate of suicidal thoughts and behaviors in some test subjects... Instead of disclosing the information accurately to the FDA, the data about these cases were recharacterized as the Germans having concerns about the drug causing some patients organ damage, is what they characterized oh, it as. Sure. Instead of suicidal thoughts, it's organ damage. I guess damage. that suicide would be organ damage. It says this data came out in the trial that occurred in Louisville, Kentucky. Kentucky in 94 regarding the shooting of 20 people by the Joseph Westbecker 33 days after starting Prozac. In 2004, after a decade of many suicides and instances of violent behavior from people taking Prozac or other modern antidepressants, including the new phenomenon of mass shootings in our schools by students, the FDA finally had an analysis done of the drug studies that were performed on some of those drugs before they were approved for sale in the U.S. It was discovered that the studies showed that the modern antidepressants approximately doubled the rate of suicidal thinking and Holy actions shit. in young people with depression. Jeez. As a result, in 2004, the FDA started requiring black box warnings on antidepressants. I mean, how many decades after the right. fact? Yeah, exactly. About the dangers of suicidal thoughts or suicide danger of the modern antidepressants in children and adolescents. Um, Eli Lilly also withheld 
from the broad public that their antipsychotic drug, Zyprexa, so we had Prozac. Yeah. Now we're talking about another drug, often cause patients to suffer rapid weight gain and raise blood sugar levels, sometimes causing them to gain over 100 pounds and become diabetic and suffer early deaths. Holy shit. So imagine that you're depressed and you're taking an antidepressant and you gain 100 pounds. What does that do for your depression? Yeah, right? That drops it through the, the basement. In 2007, they settled a civil claims for $500 million with 18,000 patients regarding the fact that their antipsychotic drug had been causing patients to gain weight and contract diabetes. Jeez. In 2009, they settled legal claims against the company by the U.S. Department of Justice for $1.4 billion for various illegal activities especially the legal marketing of Zyprexa for treatments it hadn't been approved for by the FDA. Mm. I mean, this this is a shit company, and there's yeah. Prozac still in the fucking market. Oh, How yeah, are they is. still a company? Yeah. The press release put out by the U.S. Department of Justice stated at the time the criminal part of the fine was the largest individual corporate criminal fine in history, but yet this company still exists. Yeah, And right. still, your kids take yeah, Prozac. Still taking their, their meds. In 2012, the British drug maker uh, GlaxoSmithKline was forced to settle legal claims against the company from the United States Department of Justice for a sum of $3 billion for multiple charges, among them being illegal marketing of two antidepressants, Paxil, which we saw that on that list, yep. and Welbutrin, and a third drug, Avandia, for diabetes. <laughs> That they caused. Yes. Below are a few of the verbatim statements from the U.S. Department of Justice um, settlement fact sheet. You will note that there are multiple references to covering up the fact that the drug Paxil didn't really work as an antidepressant on children and adolescents, and yet it was marketed for the sole purpose. The word protocols in the quote from the Justice Department below refers to the procedures and guidelines as to how conduct how, has to how conduct a particular research study. Says the FDA has never approved Paxil for any purpose for treating patients under 18. Hmm. From 99 to 2003, during sales calls, dinner meetings, spa programs, lavish weekend conferences, again, these like bribe, mm. straight up bribing. Yeah, oh yeah, Like absolutely. patting them, like, yeah. you know, like pampering them, the doctors and stuff to yeah. make these sales. Says to places such as Puerto Rico and Hawaii, through a false and misleading medical article, and through the distribution of free samples for patient use, GSK promoted Paxil to doctors for treatment of depression and, to a lesser extent, obsessive-compulsive disorder in patients under 18. Jeez. And they never had FDA approval on this. Yeah. Says they conducted three placebo-controlled clinical studies to, um, to study Paxil's safety and efficacy in treating depression in patients under 18. In all three studies, GSK failed to demonstrate efficacy on the endpoints identified in the study protocols. Nevertheless, they hired a contractor to write an article on one of the studies that was published in 2001 um, in the Journal of American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry. The article stated Paxil is generally well-tolerated and effective for major depression in adolescence. Jeez. So there's that one. What? That's, uh, That's another company. That's not even the same company. Yeah, right, right, right. 2013. Johnson Johnson. Oh, that's one of our favorites. Settled with the U.S. Department for more than $2.2 billion to resolve criminal and civil investigations. The following paragraphs given below are presented verbatim from the Department of Justice press release on the settlement. Janssen is a subsidiary uh, company owned by Johnson Johnson. 
And the term kickbacks means hidden payments of money to someone or some entity for helping to arrange financial transactions. Says global healthcare giant J&J and a subsidiary will pay more than $2.2 billion to resolve criminal and civil liability arising from allegations relating to prescription drug Risperdal, Invega, and Nat- Natricor. I can't pronounce any of these names. <laughs> Including promotion for use not approved, once again, yep. and not safe and not effective by the FDA and payments of kickbacks to physicians and to the nation's largest long-term care pharmacy provider. The global resolution is one of the largest healthcare fraud settlements in history, including Jeez. criminal fines, forfeiture totaling $485 million, and civil sell- settlements with the federal government and states totaling $1.7 billion. Jeez. So that's three major companies yeah. there, three of the main yeah. players in... Big Pharma, and they all have to do with side effects or kickbacks yeah. and uh, payoffs yeah. to promote their drug. That's not even supposed to be yeah. used. That's not even legal to yeah. use in children. Yeah, and they're they're paying off it. doctors to prescribe them yeah. to children. And there's no proof that it even works. No, if not makes things worse. Right. So I mean, and, and hearing all that, you know, how does it make you feel when someone says, "Hey, you got to trust the science"? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <I> mean, <laughs> right. This connects so much more than just. The fact that um, mass shootings are happening on the watch of some of these antidepressants. Um, And it makes you ask the question. It's like, why are we ignoring, choosing to ignore this conspiracy theory? Yeah. Why are we choosing to ignore this correlation between all the mass shooters? When there's so much evidence stating of side effects of... These people were on right. this at the time. They yeah. had switched this drug at the time. They had, uh, they had just uh, gone off their medication, gone on their medication. It Increased their matter. dosage. Yeah. Right, right. Yes. Yeah, there's all, all these things, and, and we yeah. don't even talk about it. Um, it's, it's just funny to me. The first thing we go to is like the gun lobbies mm-hmm. or right. the gun types yeah. or the type of ammo. We go directly to the gun owners. Yeah. And the the interesting thing is like the gun folks don't try to cover up the safety of guns no. or the lack there of safety right, of right. guns. Like the gun lobby aren't like, you know, guns are actually really safe. They right. don't actually kill people. All the gun owners know that there's kind of a safety concern. Absolutely. And they're not paying off the government to say I mean, yeah, there's gun lobbies out there trying to keep certain right. laws in place. But yeah. nobody is trying to say guns don't actually Right are dangerous in some way. Right. I mean, the pro second amendment people are the people that promote like gun safety yeah. and like proper safe yeah. usage yeah. more than anybody else. Yeah. I mean, how many how many classes are provided, right? For for gun safety, for yeah. concealed carry, for hunter safety. I mean, it, 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 constantly. And it's the the people that want to protect those rights that right. push the safety the furthest. It's not true with Big right. Pharma. Yeah. It's not, you don't ever see um, Big Pharma trying to be like, you know, this this isn't as safe as we yeah. want it to. So we got to have, we got to have more, um, uh, you know, we got to teach people more about these possible yeah. side effects because we don't want people to be unsafe. No, they're the ones that are paying to cover it up. Yeah. Covering up the side effects, they're 
pushing this direct to consumer marketing and like yeah. trying to make this to be this big flowery yeah. uh, drug that can make right. your whole life better. Yeah. And then the, hide the findings, hide the the side effects from it. You know. But we go after the gun lobbyists, right. not not yeah. the pharmacists. Right. That right. that because that's like, the easy one. Yeah. Right. They don't pay out as much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's all I can say. See, so the the gun lobby they paid their politicians a little bit more money. Maybe they'd be protected like right. big pharma. Yeah, so looking at all these mass killings, looking at all these cover-ups from Big Pharma of those specific side effects that these people claim to, like, say, uh, the disconnect, or right. um, all the we, we saw the connection where all these people are claiming yeah. to have heard voices, right, right. which can either be, A, like a psychiatric thing that needs right. medication, or B, a, something caused from by the, the medication. medication. Right. Right. But we don't study those. Right. We make all this these data lists yeah. of the guns used and the amount of bullets used, the type of right. ammo, the type of um firearm, the right. type of uh, I don't I don't know whether it's a legal right. or political illegal and gun. racial ideology. Yeah. yeah. All this right. all these connections, but we don't ever right. focus on yeah. SSRI usage, yeah. the overprescription, yeah. like since 1980s, early 1980s till now. What's what's the increase in SSRI? Uh, right. Oh, it's through the roof. Through the roof. Yeah. I mean, I I'd seen a thing that said one in four or one in five women between the age 40 and 50 are on oh, yeah. some form of antidepressant. Absolutely. Uh, that had said like almost it was like eight percent. Almost one in ten men are on some form yeah. of antidepressant. Yeah. Don't talk about that. Right. Right. Because. Because there's the stigma of mental health where, oh, if you if you talk about this and you, you make this connection, then right. you're putting a stigma on people that legitimately should right. go get some kind of mental help because you're making them look like these monsters, right. like the Batman murder or right. the, right. the Uvalde uh, massacre guy. Right. But it's not they don't have that same respect for, like, the guns. It's right. like, well, yeah. you're making every gun owner look like... A mass shooter. That right. they're, they're fine doing that, right. and I'm not saying put stigma stigma on people no. with mental health concerns. No, but but I'm saying put stigma on the fucking uh, drug companies right. that want to push this on well, anybody. I, I mean, they'll throw. I there. I was seeing posts where it's just like maybe it was like a small percentage of people that had debilitating right. depression, like what what's it called, clinical depression. Mm-hmm. It was like less than 10% of people that claim right. to have depression have clinical depression. And the amount of people that are prescribed these overpowering SSRIs is like... Through the roof. Probably 90% of the people that come in and say right. that they have some form of, oh, I'm feeling a little yeah. sad today. It's like, here, Zoloft, right. here, Prozac. Yeah. It's like, shouldn't we be focusing like on how to get them naturally away from that instead of... Yes. Potentially causing right. debilitating but depression. But there's no money in that, though. <laughs> exactly, yeah. There's no money in that. Right. And in the last couple of years, depression and anxiety yeah. are even higher because of lockdowns, the pandemics, food shortages, inflation, gas prices, you name it, it's there, right? So how much money, because we've talked about like the, the amount of profit that the big pharma has made off the vaccines alone. Well, how much yeah. have they profited off of? prescriptions i right. mean we're talking 50 percent increase in children alone yeah uh yeah well uh antidepressant adhd prescription. i yeah. mean uh, uh, uh hyperactivity mm-hmm. um i mean y- you name it they they have they have a condition for it mm-hmm. right 
I'm surprised they're not trying to give me something for colorblindness. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, but that but that's their answer to everything, right? It, it nothing to do with, you know, again, diet, um, you know, getting off screens. Um, you know, get folk, out of the fucking house. Get out of the fucking house and go play at a park. Do you know what freaking fresh air and exercise does to oh, your serotonin yeah. levels? Yes. The exact same thing that the SSRIs does. Absolutely. It fills those same yes. like holes in yeah. your serotonin levels that the SSRIs fill. Yeah. And they won't tell you that though. No. They won't tell you, you know, get off your ass and go exercise. No. Like go go freaking go on a jog. No. Because if a doctor just, tells you say, "Okay, well here, take this. This will help." Trust the science, mm -hmm. right? Well, I'm going to believe my doctor. Right. Why wouldn't I? So, I mean, is there a solution? Do we solve this problem? Do we solve mass murders? I mean, do you think this that, is a direct causation? Like people say, guns are the direct causation of mass killings, or is this just another, like, I don't know, another connection? But I, I, I think, I, I think it's a big, um, I, I think it's a big part of it. Mm -hmm. Again, I, I think the way you know our society has developed, you know, it, it naturally creates this anxiety and depression, mm -hmm. and a part of that is again, you know, just the technology, the the social media, and stuff like that. But again, instead of being told what they need to be told to fix it, again, go outside, right? Go have a real relationship, you know, get a dog. The, yeah. You know, they're, they're given this medication that just enhances all those feelings. And in some of these guys, you know, who are disconnected from humanity, right? Disconnected to reality. It, it just... It, enhances that and it's more than just drown your kids in the bathtub it's sure. take out a freaking school yeah um and again i'm not here to be like oh you're depressed uh just no, be happy with your life you no. know just uh like i know many people in my life yeah. that have to be on some kind of medication just to get through a day right. I, I know that that there is i mean a is there natural ways to solve that? Maybe. I don't know. Right. And I'm not going to say, hey, go get off your SSRIs. Right. Right. I, that's the last thing I'm here yeah, to say. Because then you'll be shot. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, not going to say, hey, just drop the Prozac right now. I know. Yeah. No. There, I mean, but the fact that we don't look at this yes. is scary to me. The yeah. fact that the numbers of prescribed medication is through the roof and the numbers of mass shootings is through the roof since the pandemic there's yeah. got to be a connection there. Uh, yeah. It's not like more people, there's more guns out there. Right, right. Yeah. So it's not like the gun manufacturers just went ballistic during yeah. COVID-19. If anything, more guns were bought because they threatened to take our guns well, away. And, and that's what's going to happen here. Yeah. Right? Biden starts talking stricter gun laws. Gun sales are going to go through the roof again. Ammo's right. going to be hard to get again. Yeah. And it's... You know, it's a nice symbiotic relationship for everybody, right? But, yeah, but again, it's not not like we're producing more gun nuts. No, no, no. But we are producing more people on antidepressants, yes. and yeah. more people are seeing some of these. Even if the severe side effects affect a percent or like five percent, yeah. When you look at the amount of people on those things, that's a pretty big number. That's a yeah. pretty significant number. Yeah. Like how and how many does it take, really? Right. <laughs> I mean, well, it takes what, <laughs> like twenty? Yeah. Like like say there's like two million people on antidepressants in the United yeah. States. I mean, they're talking one in ten how many people in the United States? Uh three hundred and fifty six million. So you take like ten percent of that. Like yeah. take five percent of that even. So you're okay. talking like, what, seven million people? Right. On antidepressants, and take one percent of that. One percent has adverse side effects. Yeah, 
Right. Seven million people. What's one percent of what, like a a thousand right. or a couple thousand? I don't right. know. Yeah, I don't that's still a lot of fucking mass shooters. Right. Yeah. That's still right. a lot of yeah. people. And it's still enough that you see it in the news once every couple months. Yeah. yeah. But but don't make that connection because no. it's not the SSRIs. It's right. not it's not the mental illness. It's got to be the guns, yeah. obviously. Right. Well, and the scary thing is, I mean, we're just touching on one part of the the medications that are out there, uh-huh. right? That are thrown out there. Like you said, they have they have medication for everything, right? right? Literally. And then we just had a couple of years ago, or a year ago, or whatever, where they went through this massive push for everyone to get a vaccine. Yeah, that we still don't know what, <laughs> what the full what side effects are. Yeah, right. They fast tracked the the yeah. hell out of that, and I'm sure if J and J paid to cover up side effects of their to push their psychotropic right. drug or whatever, right? Who's to say they didn't? pay off the side effect yeah. of J&J's vaccine that is now known to cause blood, blood clots. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Which is going to get us keep continually off YouTube. So, I mean, can you, right. <laughs> so, I mean, no, seeing this and knowing everything with, you know, the last couple years or anything, how can you realistically trust your doctor? <laughs> yeah, knowing that doctors get paid right. by the medical companies to push their products right. instead of the other way around being like, let's Take a look at the data here, yeah. and based on the data part, which doctors don't have all the time in the world to no. review all the data right. points of all the medications. So, yeah. I mean, you can't necessarily blame the doctors, but right. the fact that they are taking kickbacks yeah. from Johnson & Johnson or from Prozac or from Zoloft right. or whoever to, to say, hey, this is great and it's right. effective in children, right. the doctor doesn't see that research. Right, yeah. But the FDA saw that. The FDA should have picked up right away. Hey, this product's online. Yeah, right. Yeah. That we said no to. Right. Yeah. You think they'd be doing their research and be like, yeah. "All right, let's let's just go back and Google this." Right. Oh, this says it's being prescribed at this and this and this. Oh, yeah. didn't we? Did, yeah. John, didn't, didn't you tell no them no to them? <laughs> yeah. Something's wrong here. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's not doing their yeah, job. Exactly. And those people are the ones that should be yeah. the ones that we're looking at. Those lobbyists, those people paying mm-hmm. off kickbacks, not so much the gun lobbyists. But, but again, there's an yeah, exactly. But there's so much money thrown at people to not look at that stuff. Yeah. So much so much what do I say? Ninety two million yeah. in lobbying for yeah. big pharma versus yeah. two million for right. the NRA. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It is. So, it is. It's 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 asinine because they know what's going on mm-hmm. and they don't care. Yeah. But but they try to act like they care by saying, yeah. good God, man, we need to stand up to the lobbyists. Well, yeah. stand up to all the lobbyists. Why don't right. we just cut off lobbying altogether? Right. Stop the lobbying. Yeah, just make lobbying illegal. Yeah. And then maybe all this these problems would be solved right. altogether. Stop kickbacks to politicians. Stop yes. the kickbacks to the doctors or, or whatever. Just stop taking any money. They yeah. shouldn't... Have any money right. coming their way from? I mean, can you say conflict conflict of interest any louder right. than somebody paying a politician to push their product? Right, right, exactly. To say, hey, this this product's safe. Yeah, this product doesn't cause this yeah. problem. Hey, here's here's ninety million dollars. Here, yeah. I mean, there was like four politicians that got like. Oh, like millions of dollars from big pharma oh, just sure. this last year. I'm it sure. just, it just it it blows my mind. Yeah. But on both sides, yeah, right? yeah, it's on both sides yeah. of the party. It's not just one sided yeah. at all. We're out of we're well out of time. Which, yeah, 
I mean, I, but I have to say, you know, there, every so often we do a show that blows my mind, and I would have to say this one blew my mind. Yeah, which yeah. part? All of it? <laughs> well, just the 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 number of shooters that were on antidepressants uh-huh. or anti anxiety medicine. And because they don't. I mean, like I said, they will mention it, but it'll be yeah. like, was on this prescription at the time. Right. He, he found antidepressants in his system, right, but right. most people are like, yeah, he's depressed. So right. that kind of mental. But, but of all those shooters, I I don't think I remember hearing any of them. Really? Uh, about that. Any yeah. of them. I mean, uh, you know. If you did, you don't remember. It's right, not memorable it enough to. Yeah. Right. It's the gun or it's the ideology. So, or, that in the 2018 uh, Uvalde. Uh, uh, yeah, that was that yeah. was freaking crazy, yeah. too. We're out of time. We got to get out of here for this week. We wanted to focus on this shooting, but we didn't want to talk about guns and gun lobbyists and gun laws and stuff because. You're gonna hear enough of that. It's all over the place, and again, like, like I think we made the point pretty loud and clear: the guns aren't the problem here. Right. There's so many other problems that we're not focusing on. So maybe we should turn our heads a little and focus on something else for at least a couple minutes and ask ourselves, what the hell is causing all this? Because right. again, it's not the guns that are causing the mental, the right. instability that causes somebody to go on that rampage. Right. Right. And who is that one? Which one, who was the one that even the doctor was like, well, if he wasn't on Prozac, he this never would right. or Zoloft, this yeah, never yeah, would have happened. Yeah, yeah, that was the guy from '89. Yeah, uh, I don't remember his name. I don't either. So it, I don't know. It's yeah. it's gross. It is. It's gross. absolutely disgusting. And this yeah. this is going to be yeah played out so but perfectly. Good God, man! When are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? Yeah, and right. To say they're not coming after our guns, just look at Justin Trudeau. He literally just came after the guns today. Yeah, right, right. And tell yourself that's never going to happen here. Yeah. You're you're freaking high. Yeah. Um, right. But the drug problem's going to still be there, regardless right. of if we have guns. Yeah, people are going to find ways to hurt people. Yes. That's just the way it is. Yep. We got to get out of here for this week. This has been an interesting one. Definitely. It wasn't as lighthearted as no. normal, but no, these things have to be addressed. These right. things have to be exposed and talked about. So yeah. um, we will be back next Sunday, or next Monday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, the same time as every other week. Yes. We'll also be back here sometime in the weekend for the weekend wrap-up. As you've noticed, we kind of jump around where yes. that And it happens. probably will in the summertime. Yeah, it, it will be there. We just don't know where yeah. and when. But it will be live um, as well. And eventually, I plan to start the morning show, but that's I don't know how that's going to work without YouTube now. So, oh. <laughs> so we're... Okay. That's still in the new works. New wrinkle, new wrinkle. Yes. Uh, make sure you share this stuff all over the social medias because, again, we like to expose things yeah. and talk about things that people aren't willing to, and I feel like people need to talk about these Absolutely. things. So help us out by sharing this all over the social medias. Like, subscribe, all that stuff, so we can continue to increase our audience. We can continue to uh, do bigger and better things yes. as we want to do. Have a great rest of your week. We will talk to you next time. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zielinski, Renzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On the Run podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes 
And as always, never stop talking.